It's time for high school basketball on ESPN Radio 102.7. JL and Builders Kenway Concrete presents Lady Raider Basketball, brought to you by Rafferty's, Southern States of Bowling Green, Coca-Cola, Bowling Green Refrigeration Heating and Cooling, Hardy, and Oak Tree Awards. And brought to you in part by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics, Kim Dry of Warren County, Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, Kite Home Center, and Sailor's Golf Cart. Warren East, Lady Raider Basketball starts in just minutes on ESPN Radio 102.7 and online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Now with the Rafferty's pregame show, here's Tyler Eaton. It's Hall of Famers night here at Warren East High School and to celebrate, well, what better than a double dose of fourth region basketball action as we started off with the Lady Raiders of Warren East taking on Cumberland County boys game to follow later on tonight. I'm Tyler Eaton. Thank you for joining us here tonight for Warnie's basketball coverage presented to you by Jay Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete. Back in the studio, Will David filling in. and I do it every single time and I'm never going to stop as long as he has to fill in and produce these broadcasts. Be sure to check out his work for Sam 100.7 and Wovo 106.3. Does a fantastic job spinning the records and spitting the pure content all the time. Here tonight, as I said, we've got two matchups for you. The girls up first on the docket. Lady Raiders 10 and 6 on the season. 1 and 2 in 14th district play. Cumberland County 4 and 14. They are 1 and 3 out of the 16th district. Let's break this one down and dig in to your pregame show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green, where great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. This is Hall of Famers night. Hall of Famers being honored as I walked in. I saw a parade of people taking in the plaques as you walk through the uh, first haul through the doors, there's a big uh, party going on in the room across from me. I went and got my blue Powerade settled in and uh, let it settle in with me exactly what's going on here tonight. A big night following up homecoming last night where the Raiders and Lady Raiders fell to Bowling Green in 14th District act- action. Now looking to bounce back tonight against Cumberland County. And the Lady Raiders suffered last night what would it, uh, probably be best called a wake-up call to a Bowling Green team looking to prove and pretty much lock up their clinches on this 14th district. 72-32, to 32, they beat Warren East. No Lady Raider reached double figures as the Lady Purples did play spoiler on homecoming last night. Meanwhile, Cumberland County has played just one game in the last week. That was a 62-51 loss to a solid Hart County team that we got to watch Warren East go to battle with earlier on this season back on December 30th as part of the Kentucky 2A Championship sectional portion of that tournament was a hard-fought 60-56 to win up at Hart County for the Lady Raiders. Cumberland is 2-4 and four in the new year after going just 2-12 and 12 in December, so easily uh, easy to see now they're starting to turn a corner here in 2020. Although Cumberland County is certainly not in the same category of the last four teams that the Lady Raiders have had to face. If you look back at those, Barron County, Belfry, Logan County, and Bowling Green in that order. You've got three of the top teams in the region and the Belfry team that might just sport the best player in the state in KD Ball. This Cumberland County team isn't one of those four, but it's the Lady Panthers team that has shown that at times they can hang with some of the best teams the area and, and some around the state. The shining gem of their season is undoubtedly a 41-33 to win over Russellville as part of the All-A Classic back on January 15th in that ball game. It was a balanced effort that got the job done for Cumberland County as it has been all season 
for this Lady Panthers squad. Believe it or not, they have four players averaging between eight and nine points per game. And while balance can be a good thing, the lack of a primary offensive threat has limited them to just 41 points per game, which is the fourth lowest in the fourth region. They have scored under 40 points six times, but as I said, they've started around a corner here in the new year. They've only done it once in the last seven games. So coming along offensively as the season has gone on, they do struggle from the field. They only shoot 32% overall as a th team, 23% from three. They look okay in a key category when it comes to facing this Warren East Lady Raiders squad, and that is rebounding. They average over 28 per game as a team with Maggie Morgan leading the way with 10.5. That's top 30 in the state at 29th, and they're going up against a Warren East team that averages 33.5 rebounds per game. They are one of the top 50 overall rebounding teams in the state, led by Lucy Patterson as she's up near 10 a game just to tick below it if we want to Round up and be sweet, I suppose we could, but she's there at nine per game, Lucy Patterson is. But keep in mind for the second consecutive night, Warren East will be without second leading rebounder and scorer Caroline Forrester averaging nine points, eight rebounds per game, still out with a left ankle injury, has the boot on it, hoping at the very least to be able to play Friday night at Greenwood. And what you may have heard in the last broadcast yesterday, me and Dustin Walker talk about now becomes the most important game of the season at Greenwood on Friday night. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take a closer look at the season so far for Warren East, perhaps some of the issues we saw pop up in that Bowling Green matchup yesterday and how Warren East can bounce back with a win here tonight over Cumberland County. This is your pregame show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School as the Lady Raiders introduced to the tune of the band getting set to open up this doubleheader tonight against Cumberland County. Lady Raiders taking on the Lady Panthers and Lady Panthers in the opening matchup of tonight's proceedings. Taking a look at the season so far for Warren East, especially uh, that recent loss to Bowling Green. Warren East came into that matchup perhaps after picking up their most impressive win of the season Tuesday against Logan County, then came out and laid that egg last night against a Bowling Green team that was on a mission to establish their stronghold of the 14th district, and they uh, all but did that last night with a 72-32 victory over Warren East. It was the first time this season the Lady Raiders were held below 40 points in a game. Warren East has only scored more than 50 points in one of their six losses. Certainly one thing to keep in mind, and I was digging through the numbers, Warren East averaging just 46 points per game in losses this season. In wins, they're averaging 59, a 13-point difference, and they've only had one game with less than 50 points in their 10 wins. So obviously a correlation there, which may seem like common sense right off the bat, but it does tell you this Warren East team, as good as the defense is, they need to score to win ball games. And a stat that we've referenced a couple of times now, in wins, Warren East taking 11 threes, making 23% of those in losses, taking 15, so four more, and shooting just 15%. So once again there, a dip in efficiency in losses. Warney certainly tonight going to need to get the job done offensively against a Cumberland County team that doesn't pose the biggest threat, but at the same time they've got balance, they've got different weapons that can certainly get the job done, especially if you let them get hot here tonight. Now, 
while last night's stats have yet to be officially added in, something that I did mention earlier, Warney's top 50 in the state in rebounding, 33.5 per game, led by Lucy Patterson, who coming into last night had led Warney's in scoring six straight games, scoring 20-plus in four of those six games. Last night's loss broke that streak and ultimately marked just the third time this season that Lucy Patterson did not lead Warren East in scoring on the year in those three games. When Warren East is not led by Patterson in the scoring column, just one and two. So there's another thing to watch here tonight. Kelsey Sparks and Tanea Bailey had eight points apiece to lead Warren East. Tanea Bailey in the starting lineup once again. As another reminder, Caroline Forrester is not active tonight with that left ankle injury for Warren East. Olivia Price scoreless on her birthday last night. Would hope to see a bit of an uptick there. And then only three points from Haley Heimer on a tough night overall for Warren East team that put out their lowest offensive output of the season against a Bowling Green team. I checked by the state RPI metrics that they started implementing football. They've got them in basketball too. They don't really serve much of a purpose otherwise than if you just want to stack one team to the other. And we will dig into those a bit more when we go over to the boys game. Got some interesting numbers there. Uh, but I was able to check Warren East, I believe, in the top 90 overall in the state. So certainly an improvement over what we saw a year ago and probably exceeding expectations coming into this season. But when you dig into those metrics with this Lady Raider team and that Bowling Green team that they saw last night, Bowling Green, either 11 or 12, I believe, both the boys and the girls, I can say for sure, top 15 in the state. So certainly nothing to hang your head about when it comes to those two losses it's time to introduce your starting lineups brought to you by sailors golf carts your cart not starting up get to smith's grove and see sailors golf carts also see our new carts and multi-seat carts at sailors golf carts starting five for cumberland county four and 14 on the season one and three in district play as i mentioned a very balanced bunch they've got four players sitting between eight points and nine points per game led by maggie morgan she is not active tonight for Cumberland County. So you heard the impressive numbers. Her rebounding numbers were impressive. Based on the scorebook that we've got, she will not be playing tonight for Cumberland County. So certainly a big loss. Kaylin Franklin will get the start at point guard number two, averaging eight points per game for Cumberland County. Danielle Cooper joining her in the backcourt number four. Caitlin Patterson, another guard. And Emma Kraft, a four-guard starting lineup tonight for Cumberland County, the lone forward in the front court, Carly Nettles getting the start here tonight. She is not one of those averaging eight points per game or more averaging six points per game exactly coming into this one. And I'm trying to pay special attention to the starters, make sure I didn't hear it. There has been no late change, so you heard it right. Maggie Morgan not starting tonight for Cumberland County and according to my book, not active at all. So we'll see how much of an effect that has on a Lady Panthers squad, already struggling on the year, although, as I said, improving a bit here in the new year. For Warren East, it's the Lucy, it's, I said Lucy, it's the Lucy Patterson show, quite practically. She is starting number 10 for Warren East, trying to bounce back from that single-digit performance yesterday, joined by Tanea Bailey and Olivia Price in the front court. In the backcourt, Kelsey Sparks and Haley Heimer, the four we've seen all season with Tanea Bailey inserted in there for Caroline Forrester. Warnies, 10 and 6 overall on the year, 1 and 2 in 14th district play under first year head coach Jenny Neville. With the starting lineups out of the way, that can only mean one thing. It's time for your opening tip off brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three. Count them one, two, three. 
locations to serve you. Warnies tunnels around Coach Neffel, Cumberland County. Ready to go. Coach Anderson has given them the necessary instructions. They are out there just patiently waiting as Coach Neville does give her final instructions. Lucy Patterson gets a fist bump from the bench, and we're just about set to go. And Olivia Price now comes over here. There's confetti on the floor, it appears. Is Olivia able to get rid of that? The warden keeping the court clean as well. She'll go up for the tip with Kaylin Franklin, and we'll get underway with this matchup. Price wins it, and Warnie's has it going left to right in the white base uniforms, blue stripes, gold numbers with the blue outline. Sparks holds it up top. Looks to her right, now kicks it over there to Heimer. She thought about a three, fakes a pass, drives left and gives it up top. Sparks again. Kelsey, free throw line to Tanea. She's working on the elbow, spins off. Tough runner is long. Tanea fighting for the rebound but can't come up with it as Franklin wrestles it away. And Cumberland County has their first possession. Patterson will run the offense on this first possession. Gives it up on the left elbow to Kraft. Franklin ran around but guarded well by Heimer. And Kraft has to kick it out right side to Cooper. She drives, holds it up in the corner. Now outside it goes to Franklin again. Franklin dumps it off. Is coming to collect it as Patterson, and they'll reset up top. 50 seconds gone in this one. We're scoreless. Right side, Cooper. Fakes the pass. Now gets a screen at the elbow from Nettles. Driving. Tough floater. Good. Two to nothing. Cumberland County leads it. Sparks holds up top. Directing traffic from the midcourt logo. Right side, Heimer. Corner goes to Tanea Bailey. Back out to Heimer, and they reset once more at the logo with Sparks. Pass down low to Bailey. Had a screen from Price. Left the layup short. Got her own rebound and dropped it back in. Tied up at two. Minute and a half gone. Now off the inbound, Patterson passed it off. Now gets it back, that being Caitlin Patterson for Cumberland County. Now ball thrown away and stolen by Heimer. Patterson on the break, finishes. Four to two, Warren East with their first lead. Left side, Caitlin Patterson has it, lost it for a moment, but Caitlin Franklin comes up with it. She streaks past the defense, going all the way to the rim, tried to dump it off, but pass deflected out of bounds by Heimer. Warren East leads four to two, 6-11 left here in the first quarter. Off the inbound, Patterson got it, thought about a three, now holds it up as she was picked up by Heimer. Caitlin Patterson now dumps it off left side, Franklin. She gives it up at the top of the key to Cooper. Home basket so far for Cumberland County. Cooper now sends it over on the right wing. Patterson into the corner on the baseline. It goes to Kraft who resets up top once more as Franklin has it left elbow. Right side Cooper. Thought about a three. Now sends it over on the left side. Driving is Patterson. Her runner long. Got her own rebound though uncontested. Now picks up her dribble. Gives it up right inside the free throw line to Nettles and she knocks down a jumper. We're tied up at four, Cumberland County. Grinding it out, milking some clock, and able to convert a couple of times early on. Sparks, left side to Lucy. She tries a three. Long, rebounded underneath by Patterson on the other side for Cumberland County, and a foul called underneath on Haley Heimer. Certainly not the start to this one. We would have expected coming in. As Cumberland County hanging around early on as we've got a collision on the near side. Franklin ran into Heimer. They both fell to the floor, and Franklin tried to pass it away, and it went out of bounds off of Caitlin Patterson, I believe, and it will be Warney's ball on the baseline underneath their own basket. Lucy Patterson to inbound. Right corner, Heimer. She tries a triple. This one's left short, but it goes right to Lucy Patterson on the left block, but she pushed the layup long. 
And the rebound tipped out of bounds back to Cumberland County. Struggles from last night carrying over to tonight for Lucy Patterson. Off the inbound, Franklin driving left side. A blocking foul is called. And that's Haley Heimer, second. And just like that, Natalie Harrell, who gave some quality minutes last night against Bowling Green, didn't have any points to show for it, but was out there by far the most she's had to play this season. We'll check in. She stands at the right elbow defensively. Ball goes right side, Cooper. Now it goes into the right corner. Kraft, double teamed, lost, and it goes back to Warren East. left in the first quarter. We're still tied at four. Low-scoring affair. The fourth-lowest-scoring team in the region facing a Warren East team that just came off their lowest-scoring output of the season last night with just 32. And an unexpected pass to Tanea Bailey is lost out of bounds across midcourt and goes back to Cumberland County. So Lady Panthers with a chance to take the lead. They had it first at two to nothing. It was 4-2 East in Cumberland County. Now has it tied up at 4. Up top, Patterson has it. Sends it into the right corner. A contested 3 on the way from Cooper is blocked. And the rebound lost out of bounds. They will say it was poked by Kraft. And it will go to Warren East. We'll see Patterson now with a sleeve on the right knee. Had tape on it last night. Certainly something to keep an eye on. And Sparks gives it up right side. Harrell. Natalie fakes the pass, now gives it to Bailey, right corner. Tanea calls for a cut, still holding it in the corner. As behind her, Coach Anderson screaming instructions to her Lady Panthers. Patterson gets it top of the key, steps in for a mid-range jumper, missed it long. Bailey gets the rebound, lost it fighting for it, and just goes up with it in the midst of trying to pull it away from the defender, Franklin. And she'll get two free throws because of it as Franklin called for her first foul. Yeah, Bailey last night, two for four from the free throw line. Tied for a team high with eight points. She knocks down the first of these two and gives Warnies back the lead for now at five to four. 3.52 frozen up on the clock. As Jalena Smith checks in for Cumberland County for the first time tonight. Second free throw, pushed long. It is rebounded, though, by Price. And the Warden is able to drop it in for a deuce. And it's now 7-4, Warney leading. Ball comes near side, Franklin. Now they reset up top with Patterson. Into the right corner, Cooper. Up to Patterson once more, double team. Passes it right side, it goes off the foot of Cooper. She dives for it on the baseline, but it's out of bounds back to Warren East. That Lady Raider pressure starting to cause some issues now. As Warren East will try to wear Cumberland County down as the game goes on. That's been the mantra all season long. Harold, right wing, holds it above her head, now gives it up top, Sparks. She tees off for three. Got it! A Kim Dry three-pointer from Kelsey Sparks. Call Kim Dry of Warren County, 270-842-9802 for all your carpet cleaning needs. 10-4. Warren East now leads it. Three minutes left in the quarter. Left corner. Trapped. Franklin trying to get rid of it. Finally able to. They work it on the block to Nettles, and her layup is good. Harley Nettles has four of six for Cumberland County. Leads cut back down to four. Ten to six. 250 left in the first frame. Harold, right wing. Guarded by Franklin. Gives it up right corner. Sparks. Kelsey up top to Lucy. Patterson 
Left baseline, Price. She tries a long mid-range jumper strong, and it's rebounded underneath by Smith. On the break, Patterson pushing it for Cumberland County. Tries a floater and drops it in. Lady Panthers, you can tell, have worked on those. They've got the touch from six to eight feet, and it's a two-point game. Harold tries a right wing three, left short. Chases down her own rebound, tries to save it, throws it over the head of Price. Ends up with Lucy Patterson, and her layup is good. Lucy has a team high four. Leads back out to four, 12 to eight. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Up top, Caitlin Patterson for Cumberland County, guarded by Price. Gives it up left wing, Franklin. Now they give it up on the baseline to Smith. Her jumper falls off. Rebound tipped, and Patterson comes up with it for Warren East. Lucy pushing it into the front court. Hesitates, kicks it out, Harrell. Up top, Bailey left wing, Kelsey. Can she get another one for three? No, this one's left short. And rebounded by Caitlin Patterson for Cumberland County. Reagan Lawson and Carly Miller getting set. Excuse me, Kaylee Miller getting set to check in for Warren East. Ball goes out on the left wing, Franklin. On the left corner to Smith. Up top, Franklin. She tries a three. Lefty couldn't get it. And rebounded by Lucy Patterson. Up to Olivia Price. She pulls from 14. Left it short. Rebound goes off of Lucy Patterson's hands. Now collected by Franklin. 113 left first quarter. 12 to 8 is the morning sleeve. Cooper, head fake. Pulls up from 17. No good, but it's rebounded by Nettles. She now gives it up to Patterson for Cumberland County. Left wing and ends up with Franklin. She tries another three. This one way off. And the rebound tipped out of bounds by Patterson to stay with Cumberland County on the baseline. 56.7 seconds left in this first quarter. As Miller, Fulkerson, and Lawson check in, only Patterson and Sparks remain on the floor. Three-pointer off the inbound, no good from Caitlin Patterson. And rebounded by Miller for Warren East. She throws it up to Lucy, who wasn't looking, but it was... A lob pass almost to Patterson. She was able to recover and come up with it. And now Sparks has it up top. 40 seconds left in the quarter. Miller outside Lawson. They work it down low to Fulkerson. Jordan, double. Loses it for a moment. Gives it up to Miller. She throws it up from four. No good Patterson. though, able to collect it and drop it back in. Lucy's got six. Already matching her total from last night. And that's the lead for Warren East. 14-8. 20 seconds left in the first quarter. Left side, Kraft. Gives it up top, Patterson. Now on the right wing to Cooper. 12 seconds left in the quarter. Right wing, Caitlin Patterson. Drives, steps in for a 16-footer. No good. Lucy Patterson with another board. Five seconds left in the quarter. Lucy pushing the tempo, runs through a defender, and it is going to be a blocking foul called. As Lucy collided with Emma Kraft of Cumberland County, she comes up holding her left elbow. Lucy took a moment to get up as well, but she appears to be fine. As Coach Neville laps it off from the bench. Exactly two seconds on the clock. Official comes over. They're trying to figure it out. We know for a fact it's Warren East ball. It looks like the clock will remain at two seconds as well. Patterson to inbound. Deep in the near side corner underneath the Fulkerson. She dropped it. It's batted around on the floor, but that'll do it for the first quarter. Warnies 14, Cumberland County 8. You're listening to Warnies basketball coverage presented to you by JLM Builders and Kenway Concrete. 
on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. After one, Warnies leads it 14-8 over Cumberland County in the first of two matchups here tonight, this being the girls' game between the Lady Panthers and Lady Raiders. Taking a look at the numbers from the first quarter, Carly Nettles leading the way for Cumberland County with four, Caitlin Patterson and Danielle Cooper each with two, Lucy Patterson leading all scores with her six, Kelsey Sparks, Antonia Bailey with three apiece, and Olivia Price rounding out the scoring for Warnies with two. It's Patterson, Lawson, Sparks, Bailey, and Price on the floor to start the quarter for Warren East. As Cumberland County has possession to start the frame. Left side, Cooper has it. Gives it up in the left corner, now gets it back. Danielle Cooper tries to give it up at the top of the key to Patterson. It was initially defected. Now she comes up with a double team and throws it away to Tutunea Bailey. She gets it up to Lucy Patterson, who outruns everybody and finishes on the right block. Lucy's got eight. 16-8, Warnies doubling up Cumberland County. 30 seconds gone in this second quarter. Near side, Cooper has it. Now drives to her right and gives it up top of the key, Patterson. Thought about a jumper, now pulls it out on the wing. And work it down low. Nettles tries a layup after a pump fake and dropped it in. Not the tallest down there in the post, but it's got some moves. And cuts it back down to six, 16 to 10. Right side, Lawson up top, Sparks. Goes over on the left wing to Patterson. Lucy driving in, Eurostep on the left block, good. But they're going to get her for a travel. Lucy took an extra step. Of course, she has all but patented that Euro over the last couple of years. By the time they call her for steps. Left side, Cora Kraft has it for Cumberland County. Now she's called for a walk. That first quarter of action was brought to you by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics, celebrating 10 years of serving South Central Kentucky. As Kelsey Sparks brings it in the front court off the inbound. Right side, Lucy. Looks down low now up top to Sparks just a moment ago. And Coach Philip McKinney of the softball team walked behind, him, behind me, and it reminds me that softball season will be here before we know it as Olivia Price drops in a shot from the right block, and a lot of these names will be oh so familiar. Warney softball team looking to make another run to the state tournament, this time looking to cap it off with a title. As a turnover will give it back to Warney's. To substitution comes in Haley Heimer checking in. Sparks comes out 18-10. to 10. Warney's leads just under six and a half minutes left before halftime. Heimer holds it in the half court. Now right side to Lawson. Gives it up in the corner to Bailey. Now up top again. They give it to Haley Heimer. Right side Lawson. She tries a three. It's good. 21 to 10. Now Warney leads it as the net stuck on the rim. Official takes the ball, flips it up. Got that down pretty efficiently. As Reagan Lawson gets her first points of the night. It's now 21 to 10. Warney leading it. On the other side, airballing it is Jalena Smith from the right baseline. Tanea Bailey has it. She gives it to Patterson. Left block. Her layup through contact. No. Rebounded by Kraft. Caitlin Patterson brings it across. Double team. Sends it left corner. They work it down low. This time it's Smith. And her pass just taken out of the air by Patterson, who then chases down the loose ball as well. Lucy on the break. 
Euro contact, and they call a charge. It's Lucy's first. Coach Neville doesn't like the call. Only five total fouls here in the first half. Won't complain about that. Especially when you consider in the boys game the first time between Cumberland County and Warren East, over 50 free throws taken. And just as I say that, another foul going to be called on the near side. This time on Tanea Bailey going for an interception. And now four fouls on Warren East as Kelsey Sparks checks in. Lucy Patterson will take a rest. Still an 11-point lead for Warren East, 21 to 10. 5.20 left in the second quarter. Left side trapped is Cora Kraft. And it poked out of bounds once more. So we'll stay with the Lady Panthers in front of the Warren East bench. Just the same spot. And this time they opt to throw it into the backcourt to Caitlin Patterson as Olivia Price waits at half court for her. Patterson gives it up. Left side Cora Kraft. Now up top it goes to Caitlin Patterson. Patterson tries to pass it on the elbow to Nettles, and it's intercepted by Haley Heimer. Haley driving, tried to throw it out to Sparks. It was deflected by Nettles. Good job getting back defensively. It'll be Warney's ball far side as Kaylee Miller checks in. Tanea Bailey will take a rest. Heimer gets the inbound from Sparks. Back to Kelsey, holding it on the left wing. Now it goes right side, Lawson. She tries another one. This one good as well. Pair of threes for Reagan. And it's 24 to 10. Warren East leading it over Cumberland County. Far side, Franklin has it. Tries to run around a double team, and it would have been a steal for Heimer either way. They call an over and back. So they'll give it back to Warren East on the turnover. Warren East has started this second quarter on a 10-2 run. It was 14 to 8 after one. Now 24 to 10. And still four and a half minutes to go in the quarter. Sparks to Price at the free throw line. Olivia kicks around, drives, tries a jumper, has it blocked by Nettles. Almost threw it directly into the waiting hands of Nettles with that low release. And Cumberland County has it back. Ball goes right side. Franklin now into the right corner. Franklin gets it back. Thought about a three. Now drives. Steps in. 16-foot jumper. No. And long rebound goes out of bounds. Back to Warren East in the far corner. Danielle Cooper coming in. It will be Core Craft that checks out. Warren East has won three straight over Cumberland County, including a win in their lone meeting last year, 66-29. to Ball deflected far side, was saved inbounds, and Cumberland County comes up with it for the turnover. On the baseline, jumper from Kraft, no. Rebounded by Haley Heimer for Warren East. Haley has it taken away, though, by Danielle Cooper. And she was fouled on a layup. So two free throws now for Cooper. Cumberland County just two points here in the second quarter. They do follow the foul on Reagan Lawson, her first. And fifth team fouls. The first free throw does fall for Danielle Cooper. These are the first free throws of the night for Cumberland County, shooting 58%. As a team on the year, Cooper, 64%. She's 50% tonight as the second one was left short. Barely caught the front end of the rim. And rebounded by Patterson. He gives it to Sparks. Now right side, Lawson. Back up to Kelsey, top of the key. 24-11 is the Lady Raider lead. 
Sparks, left side to Heimer. Gives it to Miller in the corner. Kaylee fakes a couple of passes, now gives it up to Haley, and they reset with Sparks. Kelsey, the midcourt logo, right corner, Reagan Lawson. Can she get another? This one long, and rebounded by Franklin. Look for a moment there. This was going to turn into the Reagan Lawson show. Instead, Cumberland County has it back. Far side, Cooper. Sends it cross court. A couple of players there. Ultimately, it's Kraft that comes down with it. Tried to pass it away and intercepted. Lawson. Outlet pass up to Patterson. Great spinning catch. Couldn't drop it in as it falls off the lip. But she was fouled on the way up. Lucy with eight points already. Warney's just two free throw attempts tonight. Both of those coming from Tanea Bailey. Split a pair in the first quarter. First of these two, no good from Lucy. Struggled from the line the last couple of nights. Was just three for six against Bowling Green at the stripe. Shooting 70%. Coming into these ball games. Free throw is up and good, so she splits the pair up to nine now on the ninth. And the lead's 14, 25-11. Under three minutes left before halftime. Franklin picks up her dribble just inside half court. Now gives it up to Cooper. Danielle Cooper drives and fouled on a shot. So, Danielle Cooper taking it upon herself to force the issue at the rim. And she'll get free throws for it. First one, no good. So she's now one for three at the line. Cumberland County takes about 12 free throws a game. Warren East just a tick above that at 13. As the second one, no good for Cooper as well. Patterson. Up to Lawson, back to Lucy. Driving, picks up her dribble, throws it down low to Bailey. She has to just fling it back, and fortunately it goes to Reagan Lawson as Bailey was trying to save it from going out of bounds. Now a three from Sparks, way off, caught nothing but the right side of the backboard, and Cumberland County has it back. Up top, Patterson. Right side it goes to Cooper. Danielle Cooper, crossover dribble, but guarded well by Tanea Bailey. Has to dump it off to Nettles. She's double teamed, and back to Cooper it goes. Right wing Patterson, and back to Cooper. Stuck on the perimeter right now. Cumberland County not able to get anything towards the rim. Now they do with Nettles on the left block. She goes through Kelsey Sparks and finishes. Carly Nettles has eight of the 13 for Cumberland County tonight. And it cuts it to a 12-point game. Sparks, right corner, Lawson up top, Patterson. Left side, Natalie Harrell. She tries a triple. It's money. Another Kim Dry three-pointer for Warren East. The Lady Raiders with four in this first half. They lead it now 28-13. Up top, Patterson, guarded by Patterson. Gives it up on the block to Nettles. She's been the go-to scorer. Goes through Lucy Patterson and able to draw contact on the way to the rim, slashing from right to left. She'll have a pair of free throws with a chance to be the first scorer of the night to double figures for either side. Four girls on this Cumberland County team averaging between eight and nine points per game. Nettles, not one of them as she misses the front end of these two free throws. As we mentioned earlier, Maggie Morgan, their leading scorer and rebounder, out tonight. Olivia Price checks in. Sparks. Heads to the bench. 
Second free throw up. This one falls. So make it 28-14 now. As Harold gets it right wing, no hesitation on that three, but left it short. Perhaps feeling it a bit too much after the last one. I personally don't mind it. As on the other side, a transition basket for Nettle. She gets into double figures anyways with 11. And it's now 28-16. Bailey, right side Harold. This time, pump fakes and gives it back out to Bailey. We got 105 left before halftime, a 12-point warning lead. And we do ask that you stick around for the halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. As we'll reflect on this first half and look forward to the boys' matchup later on between Cumberland County and Warren East. Haley Heimer knocks down a right wing three. Getting in on the fun. Make it five threes in the first half for Warren East. Four here in the second quarter, and it's 31-16. Caitlin Patterson has it up top. 35 seconds left in the half. Sends it over right side, Cooper. Her triple is long. Rebound pulled down somehow by Smith, but she left the layup short, and the rebound ripped away by Bailey. And it is going to be a foul called on Jelena Smith. Originally, I think Bailey thought she was fouled by Smith. It was a bit more aggressive on that second rebound attempt as Jordan Downey comes in for Warnies. Joined on the floor by Heimer, Harrell, Bailey, and Olivia Price. Haley standing by Coach Neville getting instructions as Haley will now bring it into the front court. Under 20 seconds now left in the half. Right side, Harrell. The baseline to Bailey, back to Natalie, up top Haley. 12 seconds left in the half. Downey, left wing, gives it back to Haley, 8 seconds. Haley Heimer driving, steps back, looks at the clock, 5 seconds. Down low, Tanea Bailey going to work. Tanea throws one up and draws the foul with 1.7 up on the clock. It is on Nettles, her first, fifth team foul on Cumberland County, and it is worth mentioning if Cumberland County gets the ball back and Warren East commits a foul, it will be one and the bonus as Warren East has seven fouls here in the first half. First of these two free throws falls for Bailey. As Sparks checks in, Heimer comes out. Reagan Lawson getting set to check in. If Bailey can knock down this free throw, Tanea does. And Lawson comes in. With 1.7 seconds left before halftime, 33-16 is the Warnies' lead. Haitlin Patterson gets the inbound, doesn't try to do anything with it, and that'll do it for the first half. After 16 minutes, Warnies leads it 33-16 over Cumberland County. We'll step away when we come back. Your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. High School as we get your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green underway. Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. Your score at the break 33 to 16. The Lady Raiders leading it over the Lady Panthers. Let's take a look at the numbers from that first half of action. That second quarter of play brought to you by Bowling Green Refrigeration Heating and Cooling. Turn to the experts at Bowling Green Refrigeration Heating and Cooling. Serving Bowling Green and surrounding counties for 25 years. Your comfort is our concern. Call 270-782-5391. It was all Carly Nettles in that first half for Cumberland County, which was not to be expected. But she had 11 
leading scorer for both sides in that first half. Had four in the first quarter, added on with seven in the second frame. Only five other points coming for Cumberland County. Three from Danielle Cooper, two for Caitlin Patterson. That is it. 16 points, eight in each quarter for Cumberland County. On the other side, Warnies, 14 points in the first quarter, added on 19 in the second. Had four three-pointers in that second quarter alone, five for the first half. Lucy Patterson did not have any of those threes, but she led the way for Warren East in the first half with her nine, six in the first quarter, three coming in the second at a field goal and split a pair of free throws. Reagan Lawson coming in with a pair of three-pointers. She's got six in that first half. Natalie Harrell hit a triple as well. Haley Heimer struck from deep in that second quarter. Kelsey Sparks was the Lone Lady Raider to hit a three in the first quarter. She's got three as well. Olivia Price has four, and Tanea Bailey has five to round out the scoring for Warren East. Every girl in the starting lineup scores, and then nine points coming off the bench for the Lady Raiders on three three-pointers between Reagan Lawson and Natalie Harrell. Not a bad half in the slightest for the Lady Raiders, who lead at 33-16 to right now over Cumberland County. As I mentioned, in the first half, this would be the fourth straight win in this series for Warren East. Last year, it was Lucy Patterson leading the way with 20. Haley Heimer chipped in 13 in a 66-29 win over the Lady Panthers. Before that, Cumberland County had won six straight, so this has been a series over the years that has uh, been very streaky. Hopefully, Warren East looking to continue to build on that here tonight with a streak of their own. They lead it by 17 right now, 33-16 over Cumberland County at the break. A quick reminder, as I see, we're just past 6.30, WKU on the men's side taking on Marshall. The girls picked up a big win up at Huntington in the moonshine throwdown, and the Hilltoppers will have a chance to make it a 3-0 sweep this week, as earlier this week they went to Huntington and beat Marshall, came back, from a halftime deficit, 14 points led by 19, or excuse me, trailed by as much as 19 in the first half, rallied back to win that one. Now looking to shut down Marshall here tonight in Diddle Arena. That game either about to tip off or just tipped off. You can tune in over on Sam 100.7. Randy Lee and Hal Schmidt doing a fantastic job. As always, the comeback kids, as fate has had it over the last couple of games, those Hilltoppers could... Uh, use a decisive win, and hopefully they get one tonight against Marshall. But at the end of the day, a win's a win, and we're cheering for the tops tonight in the moonshine throwdown. You can listen to that game over on Sam 100.7. Let's take a moment to look ahead now to the nightcap of tonight's proceedings as the Raiders and Panthers will do battle on the men's side. Warnies 2-14 and 14 on the year. They did drop to 0-4 in 14th district play with a loss to Bowling Green. Last night, Cumberland County 4-14. They are 0-2 coming out of the 16th district. And this is the Cumberland County team that you hear two wins for Warren East. One of those did come against Cumberland County. That game back on January 6th up at Cumberland County, 73-69. Warren East won that one. We'll dig into that more as we get to the boys game. But that game was a free throw fest if you were with it or if you were with us for that matchup. 57 combined free throws taken in that one and I was talking to Coach Combs ab uh, about it before the game uh, probably the best free throw shooting performance of the season for Warren East and it came away from home. They went 20 for 25 at the charity stripe in that game and uh, won it largely because of their performance at the line. Ryan Carter was dominant as well in that game. He had 19 points, 14 rebounds hoping for a repeat performance 
here tonight as Cumberland County will take on Warren East on the boys' side as soon as we get finished up with this girls' matchup between the Lady Raiders and Lady Panthers. About three minutes up on the clock until we get the second half underway, so we'll step away when we come back. Second half action brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three, count them one, two, three, locations to serve you. This has been your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Here at Warnings High School as we get set for second half action now between the Lady Raiders and Lady Panthers of Cumberland County. Your scores we head into the second half. 33-16, Warnings leading it over Cumberland County. This third quarter of action is brought to you by Kite Home Center, Louisville Road in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Everything under one roof. A successful start to this one. For the Lady Raiders, five first-half three-pointers, and they have struggled from outside all season long. It's been a key trend that we've talked about. Warney's just 35 made threes, excuse me, 36, as the stats were not updated, and they did actually hit a few last night. If we want to add it all up, 36, 37, 38, 39 three-pointers hit on the season for Warren East, and it is worth noting they did knock down four threes in that loss to Bowling Green, so if there was one positive to come out of that, that was certainly one of them. But tonight it feels like it's stepped up to another level. Five first-half three-pointers for the Lady Raiders. Two coming from Reagan Lawson, Kelsey Sparks, Haley Heimer, Natalie, Natalie Harrell, all knocking down one as we get set for the second half. Warnies now going right to left with the starting five on the floor. Sparks, Heimer, Price, Lucy Patterson, and Tanea Bailey in there for Warren East. Sparks has it up top. And now sends it over to Patterson. She's left wide open for a right corner mid-range jumper. Couldn't get it to go, but Tanea Bailey streaks in, takes it away, and drops it in to put Warren East on the board here in the second half. And it's now 35-16. to 16. Pass to Cooper. She then dumps it off on the right block perfectly to Carly Nettles, who has been in the right place at the right time all night long. She's now got 13, and that one cuts it back down to 17. 35-18, Heimer looking to answer from the left wing, left short. Patterson, though. Gets the rebound. Her putback falls off. Bailey fighting for it. Falls to the ground. And it will go out of bounds off of the fingertips of Tanea Bailey. She gets up okay. And it's Cumberland County ball. Cooper gets the inbound. Now she's fouled quickly. Weren't too many fouls in that first half as Tanea Bailey, excuse me, Olivia Price is called for that one. Lady Panthers struggled a bit from the free throw line. Didn't get there once in the first quarter. Then we're just two for six in the second quarter. So obviously didn't play too much of a role in that first half. As a pass deflected by Patterson. Far side collected now by Cooper. And she gives it up top to Caitlin Patterson. Right corner to Franklin. Guarded tightly by Sparks. Gets a screen now from Nettles. And a foul going to be called. A reach in on Tanea Bailey. Her second foul of the ball game and already two fouls. Excuse me, it's the third foul on Tanea Bailey. She will stay in the ball game as Caitlin Patterson gets it up top. 6.45 left, third quarter, 35-18. Lady Raiders lead it. We're even at 2-2 two two in this third quarter. Driving a bucket from Cooper and a foul. 
Danielle Cooper had just three points in that first half. She's got a chance to double that at the line and can trim into this lead a bit more. 35 to 20. And Cooper will go to the line to complete the and one. Free throw on its way is good. She's now two for five at the stripe tonight. Has had five of the seven team attempts for Warney or for Cumberland County, rather. And that one cuts it to 14. 35-21 is the Warren East lead. Sparks, right wing, now gives it up right corner, Patterson. Back to Sparks. Left elbow, Heimer. She gives it up right side, Bailey outside to Sparks for three. Got it! Another Kim Dry three-pointer for Kelsey Sparks. Call Kim Dry of Warren County, 270-842-9802 for all your carpet cleaning needs. Now ball tipped out of bounds on the baseline. We'll stay with Cumberland County. Sparks with her second three of the night and make it six threes as a team for Warren East. Patterson gets a steal and drops it in on the right block. Lucy now into double figures with 11 and a full timeout called by Cumberland County and head coach Kristen Anderson. 6.03 left, third quarter, 40-21. to 21. Warren East is leading. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School, 6.03 left third quarter. Out of a timeout from Cumberland County. 40-21 to 21 is the Warren East Lady Raider lead over Cumberland County. And pleased to be joined now by my partner, Dustin Walker, fresh out of a wedding, looking much sharper than usual. My goodness, partner. Well, you brought it for Hall of Famer night. Well, I brought it for Hall of Fame night. Also, it's, it's that energy from the Kentucky Colonel thing last night, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we f- do have a Colonel and Coach Combs in and our that, presence tonight. That's fantastic. We do indeed. Danielle Cooper has it out of the timeout, and I guess she didn't want it anymore. She throws it far side of the table set up in the far corner, and that'll give it back to Warren East. And for all due respect, what we did last night on the radio, mm-hmm. we need a game like this. Yes, indeed. All due respect. 40-21 to 21 is the Warren East lead. Sparks hounds it up on the right elbow. Heimer working on an off-ball screen from Patterson. Kelsey going to pull up from the top of the key. It's Cat. Last night she was in the lineup for, uh, what, the homecoming queen? Yes. And now she's hitting threes. Our reigning player of the game making a run at another one. She's got nine tonight on three three-pointers as the ball goes out of bounds off of Lucy Patterson's hip out of the pressure on Kaylin Franklin. It will stay with Cumberland County in front of the Lady Panther bench. 5.25 left third quarter. 43-21. to 21. Warren East leading it. As up top, Kaitlin Patterson has it. Goes right corner. Driving now is Smith. Smith pushes one way long but gets her own rebound. Has the shot blocked on the way back up. They're going to get a foul though. On Tanea Bailey, she couldn't believe it, but it's her fourth. She is looking like, hey, me, me, and Forrester still not playing? No, she's out again tonight. As okay. you may have heard Coach Neville talking to Tanea Bailey, don't worry about it, you're working hard. As the first free throw falls off, Jelena Smith couldn't drop it in. She'll have another as Forkerson checks in. Bailey heads to the bench. 5-11 on the clock. 22-point lead for Warren East. Second free throw from Smith. No good as well. Strong rebound. Missed it long and pulled down by Lucy Patterson. Lucy, left side sparks. Fakes a three. Drives. Now outside to Lucy Patterson. Driving right side. Tries to flip one up through contact. Left it short. And it's rebounded by Cumberland County. It will be Caitlin Patterson that brings it into the front court. Left side Franklin. 
Wanted to get it back up top to Patterson. Couldn't because of Olivia Price. Now dumps it off on the baseline to Smith. Now they work it up top to Patterson. Back to Smith on the baseline. Right side. Now they pass it into the corner to Franklin. It was a bad pass, and then Franklin just lost it. Well, that 1-2-2 two, two with Olivia Price at the top, that's just monstrous. That's just monstrous. There's just not much to do about that, especially a Cumberland County team without their best big. Certainly makes it even more of a struggle. Sparks brings it into the front court, drives left, now pulls it out on the wing. Kelsey up top, Heimer. Right wing, it goes to Patterson. She tries a jumper. No good, but rebounded by Fulkerson. Her putback falls off and collected underneath by Nettles. She gives it off Caitlin Patterson to the baseline. Smith, jumper, long, and rebound picked up by Fulkerson. Little touch pass to Heimer. Coach Neville wants her to push the tempo. And Haley now brings it across half court. Sparks, left side. Now to Lucy in the corner. Wanted to get it to Price, posted up. Now it gives it to Fulkerson at the elbow. She tries a jumper, no good. Patterson gets the board, and her putback is good. If anybody just witnessed what Patterson did, a pump fake went to the center and went after her own shot. Wow. Wow. She's got 13, and the lead is 24 now for Warren East. Right side, Caitlin Patterson has it, gives it up in the corner to Smith. Jelena Smith up top. It's bobbled by Cora Kraft. Tied up by Price. They don't call a jump ball. It's now Franklin has it on the right wing. They give it to Nettles. Back out to Franklin. Fakes a three. Steps in. Jumper long. Offensive rebound, though, by Patterson. She's able to get it out to Smith. And back out to Franklin. They work it down low. Nettles on Patterson. Goes up through two defenders and fouled on the layup. And the big for Cleveland, or for Cumberland, I'm sorry. She is out because. No idea. No idea. Okay. All right. No, she wasn't in the lineup, wasn't in the starting lineup, not in the book as well. As the first free throw does fall for Nettles. She's now got a team high 14, had a team high regardless, but extends it up to 14 and surpasses Lucy Patterson to put her reign on the game high once more as the second free throw is good as well. So Carly Nettles having herself a night. But it has not been enough as Warren East leads at 45-23. Five minutes gone in this third quarter. Reagan Lawson gets it right corner down low to Fulkerson. Back out to Reagan. Triple. Short. And rebounded by Cumberland County, although what? saved right back into Lucy, who's able to drop it in on the block. Stop it, Lucy. Stop it. She's got 15, and it's 47-23. Right side, Cora Kraft. Goes it cross court. Somehow wasn't intercepted. A couple of Lady Raiders had a hand up but couldn't get a hand on it. And now it ends up with Franklin left corner. Kaylin Franklin driving, tries a tough jumper and got it from 11. Impressive. Cut through that 1-2-2, little left-handed layup. Her first points in the ninth, and it's 47-25. Kelsey Sparks tries to answer but leaves the three short, and it's rebounded by Nettles for Cumberland County. Eddie Panthers trying to trim into this lead before we enter the fourth quarter. Trying to do so against a relentless Warren East defense on the drive. Core Kraft lost the ball. It looked like Warnings was going to let it go out of bounds, and Price, or excuse me, Sparks chased it down. Her pass up to Patterson, and Lucy couldn't finish on the break. Rebounded by Franklin for Cumberland County. Action nonstop. Pass down low, lost, and Natalie Harrell comes up with it for Warnings. Natalie, left side, Sparks. Kelsey down low to Patterson. Lucy what down low, nice dump off to Fulkerson, who couldn't finish. And rebounded by Cora Kraft. Was a nice find. Oh, God. But I don't think Fulkerson saw it coming and maybe rushed the layup. 
Franklin on the baseline. Jumper misses long. And a strong rebound by Reagan Lawson down low for Warren East. Reagan sends it left side to Sparks. And Kelsey swings it over right side. Harrell. Natalie Harrell tries the three. This one well short. Patterson able to save the rebound into Kelsey Sparks. Her triple short. Kelsey trying to chase it down. Couldn't bring it down. Caitlin Patterson has it for Cumberland County. Driving to the rim. Throws up a layup. Patterson tried to swat it. And Caitlin Patterson just missed it. No foul called. Warren East has it back. Lucy to the rim. Teardrop. Rattles around and falls off. The lid is shut for both sides right now. And she did have that pass open, but she just went for that point. 47-25 still. Long two on the way and knocked down. Oh, caught her three. By Nettles, they do give her a three. Her foot was on the line. Definitely. A friendly call from the officials at this point doesn't matter too much. And Lucy says, I am gassed. Yes. 47-28. Lead cut to 19 by Cumberland County. 42 seconds left. In this third quarter, Lawson sends it right corner to Natalie Harrell. Down low, Jordan Fulkerson. Turnaround jumper, no good. Patterson comes up with it on the left block, and she's fouled on the putback try. And so right now, I think when you look at the E-A-S-T on the uniforms, I think it spells Lucy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Lucy Patterson with 15 points here tonight, getting back on track after scoring just six last night against Bowling Green as she knocks down the first of two free throws. It was just the third time this season Lucy had not led Warren East in scoring. Broke a streak of six straight. She had done so. Second free throw, good. As Lucy checks out, Jordan Downey comes in. Natalie Harold Downey, Haley Heimer, Reagan Lawson, and Jordan Fulkerson on the floor right now for Warren East. 30 seconds left in the quarter. Lady Raiders lead at 49-28. Right side, Cooper has it. Now top of the key to Patterson. Left wing, Cora Kraft. Now they swing it right side. Cooper, she drives. Runner left short. Warnies has it back. 15 seconds left to work with. Harrell into the front court. Driving. Spins off a defender. Natalie just stuck with it and had to throw it up to no one. And it's going to go out of bounds. They say it was deflected, so it'll stay with Warnies. 7.6 seconds up on the clock. So just some young players working on tomorrow. Heimer to inbound. This game serving as a much-needed tune-up before Greenwood on Friday. Not off the inbound is missed. Natalie Harrell chased it down. I don't think she realized how much time was left. Just turned around and chucked it, but still had a few seconds. Doesn't matter, though, as time runs out in the third quarter. As we head into the fourth, Warren East up comfortably, 49-28 to over Cumberland County. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Eight minutes left in this one, 49-28. to 28. The Warning Slady Raiders lead it over Cumberland County as we get set for your fourth quarter, brought to you by Southern States of Bowling Green Co-op, your propane dealer. It was the highest scoring quarter so far for Cumberland County. They scored 12 in that third quarter. Warning still outscored them 16-12. to 12. Carly Nettles still has been pretty much it for Cumberland County. She's got 18. Daniel Cooper has six. Franklin and Patterson each with two on the other side. Lucy Patterson with 17. Wow. But it's been a very balanced effort otherwise for Warning. A lot of girls getting involved. Tanea Bailey has seven. Reagan Lawson and Kelsey Sparks. Excuse me, Reagan has six. Kelsey up to nine as she knocked down her second three-pointer in that third quarter. Cumberland County turns it over on their first possession of the quarter, and Warren East has it coming right to left. 
in that turnover. That's Olivia Price. Heimer, right side. Down low to Price. Olivia to Tanea Bailey up top. Lucy Patterson now gets it left block. Acrobatic catch. Pulls it out on the wing, and the pass is kicked by Cooper. And they're going to call that, so we'll stay with Warren East in front of the Lady Raider bench. Starting five on the floor. Sparks, Heimer, Price, Patterson, and Bailey for the Lady Raiders. Down low, Kendra Cohen for the first time tonight for Cumberland County. Sparks gets it from the left wing. Tries a three off the left side of the rim. No good. Patterson chasing it down. Saves it into Tanea Bailey at midcourt. Over to Heimer. Right wing three. This one's long. Rebound tipped around, and it'll go out of bounds to stay with Warren East on the baseline. And Lucy just all over the floor doing what she does best. Just a utility knife. Somebody tell Lucy we're up by 21 off the inbound. Should have been 23 as Price had a wide open layup on the left block. Missed it and rebounded by Caitlin Patterson for Cumberland County. She gives it up to Cooper. Driving, lost it, and they're going to call a foul. It will be on Warren East as Haley Heimer was up with it and ready to run, but they call a foul on Olivia Price. Probably got away with the walk before that foul, but with 659-49-28, work on your game, ladies, work on your game. That is the second foul on Olivia Price. It is the sixth team foul on Warren East, so Cumberland County in the bonus the rest of the way. And that 1-2-2, even uh, listening on the radio, that 1-2-2 is just stifling. Ball far side dropped for a moment by Cooper, now collects it again and gives it up top to Caitlin Patterson. Right wing Nettles, back up to Patterson. A lot of passing around the perimeter, which is what that defense designed to do, prevents you from getting anything going towards the basket as Nettles was wide open down low. They missed her. Now she gets it left baseline, pushes the jumper strong, and a strong rebound by Lucy Patterson. Lucy pushing the tempo up to Heimer. Haley trying to pin off a defender baseline. Kicks it out to Sparks. Fake to left corner three. Pulls up from 12, no good. Rebound goes straight oh, to Heimer. Oh, oh, Haley oh, with a little oh. shovel pass down low to Patterson and a reach-in foul call underneath. And Haley with some showmanship. Mm-hmm. I've got this wide open shot, but I'm going to take the high percentage shot to Lucy under the basket. Foul called on Cora Kraft. It's only her first and only the second team foul this half on Cumberland County. Inbound pass comes up top to Tanea Bailey. Now left side, it goes to Patterson. Lucy steps in, picks it right side, Heimer. Now they try to get it down low to Price, but it's deflected. Haley able to save it. Now throws it off the leg of a and Cumberland County defender to save it in, and it will stay with Warren East. You know, Haley, again, unselfishness, mm-hmm. unselfish. Had a three she could have taken, but instead tried to work it inside. Price off the inbound, right elbow, jumper long. Rebound deflected, and Haley Heimer tries to chase it down once again, but this time lost it out of bounds, and it will go back to Cumberland County. Kaylin Franklin will check in. Caitlin Patterson coming out for Cumberland County. Gracie Kraft coming in as well. Kendra Coe checks out for the Lady Panthers. 49-28 is the Warren East lead. 5.57 left in this one. We're scoreless over the first two minutes plus of this fourth quarter. Franklin has it right wing. Now swings it over on the left side to Franklin. Olivia Price and Haley Heimer there on her. As now it's past left corner, Kraft tries the three, airmailed long. Patterson gets the rebound and gives it up to Tanea Bailey. That's five rebounds I've watched Patterson get. Bailey, nice find down low oh. to Olivia Price, and she drops it in from the left block. I just like when Olivia scores. I just like it. She does so much defensively, you just like to see the recognition like in the scorebook. Right side, Franklin now pulls it out to the top of the circle. Passes it right wing, Gracie Kraft back up top to Franklin. Driving trapped and a reach and foul called so that will be one and the bonus 
for Jaden Franklin. They get Haley Heimer for that one. Excuse me, Kaylin Franklin. You know, again, uh, Olivia just does so much. Mm -hmm. And to get. She's got six tonight. I'm okay with six. As Franklin's first free throw is on the way and good. Hall of Fame night. Yes, indeed. I'm excited. Great turnout tonight. Great Warnies contingent. And a nice little crowd for Cumberland County as well. We can attest it's not the easiest drive. And, and, amen. And, and, and <laughs> that explains why I had to park by exit seven. That explains. 51 to 30 is the second free throw drops for Franklin. Five minutes left in this one. Patterson, left wing, three. Of course it's good. That can try triple for Lucy. She's now got 20. So make it five out of the last eight games. Lucy Patterson with 20 plus. And a smile on her face. Pass far side deflected by Heimer, but it is tracked down by Core Kraft. Now it goes to Kaylin Franklin up top. They swing it right elbow. Cooper, jumper, miss long. Rebound poked away by Patterson, and Sparks has it. Up to Lucy, three on one. Lucy going to take it herself because why not with the left hand? Um, I mean, she's done everything except self-concessions. <laughs> Ran everybody that time, and it's a 22-point performance for Lucy Patterson. 26-point lead, 56-30. Warnies leads it over Cumberland County. Franklin, left side it goes to Kraft. Now pass to the far side, intercepted by Sparks. Kelsey Sparks on the break. Her left-handed layup pushed long. Price gets it, and she's able to dump it in. And Price with eight points. I'm going to assume she's going for a double-double. Ten steals, ten points. <laughs> we might have multiple Lady no. Raiders with double-doubles here tonight as we're going to get a platoon swap here. Five new Lady Raiders will check in. And they're going to get to do it right now as the pass goes out of bounds off the arms of Gracie Kraft. Miller, Lawson, Lindsey, Downey, and Reagan Lawson checking in. For Warren East is Bailey Patterson, Sparksheimer, and Price come out to a great ovation. A great performance as from the well starting five should, here tonight. As well they should. So Natalie Harrell for now will assume point guard duties. Presumably for the final four minutes of this ball game. Downey gets it left wing. Now pulls it out at the top of the circle. Jordan Downey going to pull up for three. It's pure. And Downey is a scrapper that loves to shoot. Everybody getting in on it tonight. Warren East nine three-pointers now. Five in the first half, four in the second. On the drive, a floater from Cooper, no good. Lindsey takes the rebound away, and Warren East has it. Lindsey with her macho man, Randy Savage version. <laughs> wow. On those left corner, Downey. Cross court, Reagan Lawson, another triple. Come on. Ah, oh, it misses long. But Harold takes the rebound away, and Natalie Harold drops in the putback. She's got five tonight, and it's 63-30. Right side, three-pointer on the way, missed off the heel by Cooper. And Downey outruns everybody to run down the rebound. Can she outrun him on the break? No, foul from behind. But it'll be two free throws for Jordan Downey. Jordan Downey is, is she a freshman or eighth grader? Jordan Downey is just a freshman. Just a freshman. Yes. And with her tenacity of the games we've called, uh, this is going to be a fun three years for Jenny Neville. Downey will have two free throws. First is on the way and good. Going to check now. I don't know if Jordan has taken. She has. Okay, she's now three for six at the free throw line this season. I believe the only Lady Raider on the year not to take free throws so far 
is Natalie Harrell. So we'll see if she can get there tonight as the second free throw misses. And rebound is tipped out of bounds by Miller. So it will go to Cumberland County, who have also now brought in their reserves. Shelby Piley in, or Riley, excuse me, in for the first time here tonight. Ball is up top. They still got some starters in. And Patterson, she sends it left side. Franklin throws up a three. That one misses long, and it goes out of bounds off the body of Riley. Two Warren East. Now Keegan Walden checks in for Cumberland County. As you hear it, just a seventh grader. Wow. Does look the part. As Downey has it left wing, gives it to Harrell left corner. Triple. Oh, it rattled out no good. Rebound tipped around. Taylor Lindsay comes up with it, and she will have two free throws. A seventh grader. I like seeing that. I like seeing that. Taylor Lindsay heading the line out for Warren East to sophomore. And you feel as though looking at Taylor, she is not done growing yet as the first free throw misses oh, short. No. Now, the, the fountain of brute as well here. Indeed. As McCraft checks in for Cumberland County. Free throw good for Lindsay. So she's on the board at 65 to 30. 220 left in the ball game. Running clock underway for the rest of this one. Left side, Emma Kraft has it. Now it ends up right corner with Shelby Riley. Riley lost it, tries to save it, and it's out of bounds. 1-2-2, two, two. Mm -hmm. even with reserves. And that's coaching. That's coaching. And now they're gathering for the Hall of Fame night presentation. Should be a fun spectacle at halftime for the second night in a row. It'll be fun to take it in. Jordan Downey tries to run a rattled all the way around. No good. Miller got the rebound. Her put back left short. And Cumberland County has it back. Outlet pass up and dropped by Riley. Probably would have been a free basket. Would a free basket, but uh, a kickball. It's been that kind of night for the Lady Panthers. And Shelby Riley also just a seventh grader. How about Cumberland getting some seventh grade action for varsity? I'm okay with that. Miller left corner. She tries a long two. It misses long, and she's laughing about it. It is saved far side by Harrell. Natalie driving. Runner. Falls off the left side. Miller gets that one, and that's more like it. Drop it in from the block. That's Miss Miller. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Wouldn't mind to see her stretch the game out like that. That's what you need to do. As right side, Riley has it. Gives it up top. Caitlin Patterson. As a runner misdirected. Rebound is chased down, though, by Cumberland County, then thrown into the backcourt. Saved, though, by Patterson to Shelby Riley. She drives right side, tries a runner on the baseline. No, but she's fouled. Shelby said, I'm five foot seven. Miller's six foot. I am going in, and even 67 to 30. Still play the ball. Riley will have two free throws, 33.4 now on the clock. As Warren East will move to 11-6 overall on the season. Cumberland County will fall to 4-15. First free throw is good for Riley. 67-31. And it's still 67-31 as the free throw falls off for Riley. Right corner, Jordan Downey fakes a three. Out to Reagan Lawson. 
triple. This Three one misses graders. badly. And it'll go out of bounds. Back to Cumberland County. 20 seconds left and ticking in this one. All that's left is the final score. Pass far side now ripped away by Reagan Lawson. Eight seconds left. Lawson now holds it up right wing, and Coach Neville tells her to Wave clear it, it out up top. Harrell, left corner, Jordan Downey fakes a three, and a good move there just to hold it and run it out, and that'll do it. Your final score in the first of two matchups tonight, Warren East 67, Cumberland County 31. The Lady Raiders take this one over the Lady Panthers, moving to an 11-6 record overall on the season. Cumberland County falls 2-4 and 15. When we come back, your post-game show brought to you by Jalen Builders in Kenway Concrete right here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. And the rule sustains as it has been all season long as we kick off your post-game show brought to you by Jalen Builders in Kenway Concrete. When the Lady Raiders win, we talked to head coach Jenny Neville, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. 67-31, the final score. Lady Raiders take it over Cumberland County. A much-needed bounce-back win from that loss to Bowling Green last night. What was the approach mentally to try to balance your team out and say, okay, that happened, but here's what we've got to do to rebound and, and pick up a win here tonight that your team was able to do? Well, I told them before the game, I said, the best thing we could have done was to come out and play today. I was glad we got the, the opportunity to come back and, you know, fix some of the things that we needed to work on, and we did that tonight. You know, of course, we're, we're missing a big rebounder yes. with Caroline Forster, and that, that really played a big part in the game last night. But, you know, last night's game, we didn't do things that we've been doing all season. We didn't pressure. We didn't play our defensive game. And, you know, you live and learn to play another another game, and that's why I told them, so what, next game, we get to, it's not district tournament yet, we'll get to play another game. Now, how important was it to get this win, not just because of the way you had just lost to Bowling Green, but knowing that next comes the trip to Greenwood and what we, about at halftime of the Bowling Green game, said is now the most important game of the season, that game at Greenwood. How important was it to get this win knowing that that is on the horizon? And now you've got about a full week to prepare for that game. That's right. It's huge for their confidence just to know, you know, you mess up, you have bad games. And, and that's that's what we did. And thankfully it's at a place in our schedule where we get the opportunity to come back and play, you know. And getting a win tonight was very important for going forward. They know I've told them they can play with anybody, but they've got to believe in themselves. And tonight they came out and played hard, and, and, and it showed. And something we haven't been able to talk about yet on the air was that trip up to Owensboro for the two-way tournament a week and a day ago today. What was that experience like? Obviously it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but to be in that environment with the student buses coming up and everything, how awesome was that? Oh, it was awesome. We enjoyed it. The girls enjoyed it. You know, we got to go up there and stay a couple nights, even though we lost the first game. We, we battled. We yeah. played with them. And, you know, they have a, had a great team, um, a great I call her a guard because she played like a guard. And Katie Ball can go, yeah, can't Katie she? Katie Ball can, can ball. Mm -hmm. That's a great game yes. for her. But we played her well, and I know that she, she scored a lot, but a lot of that was from the free throw line. Mm -hmm. And we battled, and that was a great experience for us going forward to play in the district tournament and, and the region tournament. We, we plan on going to the regional tournament, not as spectators. I like to hear that. And of 
course, another step taken tonight to get there. Lucy Patterson, 22 points tonight. We haven't announced the player of the game yet, but if you look at the score sheet, not going to be too tough to pick that one out. But when you look at the overall contributions, Reagan Lawson knocks down a couple of threes in the second quarter. Kelsey Sparks knocks down a couple in the third. Natalie Harrell last night and tonight giving some really, really good minutes. What has it been like trying to find the right rotation and now having to do it without Caroline Forrester? Well, you know, she's a big part of us, and it, it's hard when we did lose her, and hopefully not for very long. But, right. you know, just I know there are girls that could come off the bench and do a good job, and they did that. Natalie was huge, and, you know, she could jump out of the gym, so she, she helped with getting some rebounds, especially tonight. Right. Um, and Reagan can come off the bench anytime and has a great shot, and if we can get her to shoot, she can knock them down. Right. And, you know, as I'm looking at the scorebook right here, it's just – Everybody did their part, played their role, and scored, and that's what I've asked them to do. Just play your role, and we'll be okay. Well, once again, the promise will stand as it has all season long. Looking forward to talking to you after another win next Friday at Greenwood. We'll be there. I know Thank you'll you. be there. Yes, we'll Thanks be for stopping there. by, Thank Coach. Thank you, Tyler. Lady Raiders head coach Jenny Neville stopping by to chat with us as the Hall of Fame presentation has gotten underway. Dustin Walker now back with me courtside. Dustin, uh, Coach Neville, certainly happy to see this performance from her team. Absolutely. Uh, echoed the same sentiment that you had discussed a bit in terms of needing this win to bounce back from what happened last night. But she said, look, at the end of the day, our goal isn't to just go to district and make a little noise. Our goal is to go to region and try and win a region championship. And tonight was a good step because what we've talked about and what I talked about with Coach Neville is that you needed this win because now as you look ahead, that matchup at Greenwood is your season at this point. Every exactly. district game from now on is your season. And to get this win tonight the way that they did bodes well when you've got six days to prepare for that matchup against Greenwood. And, and again, last night is it, it just happens. It just happens. But for Coach Neville that first year, for the team she has, she has a competitive team that can definitely compete in the district, definitely compete in the region. And so, as you said, as we talked about last night, in case they wasn't listening to us last night, shame on them, but they're <laughs> listening tonight. Greenwood is your Super Bowl. Yes. Because the, if you lose that, you will pay. You will play Bowling Green, mm -hmm. and that may not be what you want. We'll take one more break here as part of the post-game show. Of course, we'll continue on as we transition in the pre-game show for the boys' matchup. But when we come back, we'll chat with your Oak Tree player of the game. Spoiler, it is one miss, Lucy Patterson. This is your post-game show brought to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. presentation here as we've got some new Hall of Famers being named into the Warnies Hall of Fame and I'm glad to be joined now to my right by someone who I'm sure aspires to one day reach the point where it's her name being announced as part of this Hall of Fame oneness Lucy Patterson following up this 67 to 31 win tonight over Cumberland County. Lucy, 22 points tonight, only had six last night and a tough loss to Bowling Green. And one thing me and Coach Neville talked about was how important it was to come out here tonight and get that one back. So uh, for you as a player and the rest of the girls, what was the mentality coming into this one looking to bounce back from that loss last night to Bowling Green? Um, we had the mentality of we can't play scared because last night we played scared and we didn't want the ball. So we, our mentality was play scared, drop to the basket, and let's get this win. 
So what was, I guess, the difference in getting that shift in? Because at one point or another, for sure you're going to see Bowling Green once more. You could see him twice more. So what is it that makes the difference in having that mentality to say, okay, I don't care who you are, we're just going to attack because that's what we do? It makes a big difference because when you have that mentality of we're going to get to the basket no matter who's in front of us, we'll actually get there. But last night we did not have that mentality. We had the mentality of pass, 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 and nobody really wanted to shoot. Well, let's talk about tonight. You had 22, as I mentioned, but a really balanced effort. Reagan Lawson comes off the bench, knocks down a couple of threes. Kelsey Sparks had a couple of threes in the third quarter alone, finished with three overall. Natalie Harrell has played some really good minutes the past couple of games. Of course, having to go without Caroline Forrester. How much fun has it been for you to see some of these girls now get a chance to step up and make the most of the minutes they've had? It's been really fun seeing them actually step up because, like, usually a lot of them are, like, kind of timid. and They're like, oh, I don't really want to play. But now that this, they've been, like, really stepping up and helping us as a team because we really need the help to, of missing Caroline. So we need the help of defense and the rebound. And I think they've really stepped up and helped us a whole lot. What's the biggest adjustment that has to be made without Caroline on the floor? Obviously, second leading scorer, second leading rebounding. But when you're game planning to prepare to play without her, what are the one or two things that you have to focus on the most in filling that void? Rebounding. Like, rebounding is our biggest thing because now that, like, she's out, it makes a big difference because, like, usually it's me and her rebounding, but now everybody else has to step in and, like, fill in her place. So I'm going to still try to help to rebound, but it's going to be a whole lot more people having to rebound and fill in both of us for help. Well, now the challenge shifts to Greenwood. You've got six days to prep for it. Obviously a much-needed break for this team, but the last time we saw you guys get a big break like that, it didn't work out too well when we were up there at the Christmas tournament. Obviously that could help a bit because now you know that you've got to stay focused over the break. But this now is the biggest game of the season, a district matchup against Greenwood. What goes into that one and staying focused and coming in there with that mentality that you've talked about, just attacking and coming in ready to play? Um, just making sure we have the mentality that we have to practice for them because at the Christmas tournament, we really wouldn't practice before. We just we kind of just went into the Christmas tournament. But Feeling now, yourself a bit too much. Yeah, we was doing a little too much. But now, <laughs> now that we know that we can't do that, now we're going to prep and make sure we're ready for them coming next Friday. All right, player of the game, Lucy Patterson. Five out of the last eight games, you've had 20-plus points. Let's plan on making it six out of nine Friday night. How about that? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get a win, right? Yeah. All right, Lucy, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Your player of the game, Lucy Patterson, here tonight, your Raider of the game, presented by Jalen Builders, Kenway Concrete, Oak Tree player of the game, Lucy Patterson. Visit Oak Tree Awards with their sports trophies. Coach Damon Tabor and Tyler Wright can assist you in your search for that perfect accolade, conveniently located at 318 Morgantown Road or online at www.oaktreeawards.com. Tom. I don't know how we sync this up perfectly, but as soon as I get done with the Lucy interview, they've just concluded the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Well, Tell me I'm not good at this. I dare you. Well, you are a god. Thank you. I don't know if I'd go that far, well, but thank you. Well, in, in some city, <laughs> in some city, there's a bronze statue of you. Yes, I'd like to think that I resemble some bronze statue somewhere. I'm thinking Eatonville. You know, there was once, and I kid you not, this is a true story. I was on Instagram. This has nothing to do with a bronze statue of any kind. But I was on Instagram, and there was a picture came up. It was like an ad of some clothing company. And it was a guy that looked just like me. Just, I mean, he was my twin. He was from, like, Iceland or, or Norway or something. And everyone was so confused because they thought I had this, like, secret life as a model. Well, I mean. Me. I didn't get paid a dime. 
Well, and, and, and I, too, like Ben Affleck. Uh, so that's who that was, probably. <laughs> but, you know, what? A, uh, the first thing I want to say about the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. is, you know, not every school has a Hall of Fame. That's correct. And so Warren East, uh, number one, to be a student athlete and to go to a Hall of Fame, you don't take it for granted. Right. Not, not every school has it. It should be cherished. It should be valued. And it definitely should enjoy this moment. Um, congratulations to all of them. Congratulations. And we had, um, the, I think the third gentleman is a National Football League, uh, did they say? NFLPA certified agent. Wow. How about that? Hey. Well, let's run through Whoa. these inductees. We have the official transcript now. Up first was one Jennifer Brooks, lettered four years in softball, three years in basketball, one year in golf, was all district and all region in her one year playing golf, all district in basketball in 2002, but it was in softball where she really brought in the honors, was the catcher on a region championship team in 2002, all district, 2000, 2001, 2002, all region that 2002 season, east-west all-star that 2002 season, honorable mention all-state, had a career batting average of 323 before going on to play at WKU. Jennifer Brooks, a fantastic career, and now a Hall of Famer here at Warren East. Jennifer Howell was up next, was a member of two district championship teams in 90 and 91, was on the region runner-up team in 91, also was a very, very successful track athlete, member of the region championship team in 1992, recorded the school record for long jump, 1991, the 18-foot long jump, school record for the 100-meter dash in 1992, school record for 4x100 relay, school record for 4x200 relay, region champion, 100, 200 meters, 1991, state runner-up in the long jump, 91 and 92, 4x400 state champion, 92, all state, 91 and 92. You can understand why Jennifer Howell Cox is now a Hall Mm. of Famer. Up next, you mentioned him, Jeff Whitney. The accolades are almost too much. He was a member of three district championship teams on the basketball court, two region championship squads, 86 and 88, also won a district title in 85. 917 career points, 496 rebounds, 104 career block shots, was all district and region in 1988. But the most notable accomplishments actually came on the baseball field. Was a member of the 1988 team that won district and region, finished in the state final four. And it was Mr. Whitney that hit a walk-off home run against Owensboro to make that final four. He was all district in 87 and 88, all region as well in 88. Hit 370 in 1988, time for second in school history that season with 12 home runs. He just walked by you and you're able to congratulate him. 165 career strikeouts, struck out 21 players What in one game in 1988. That is a school record that still stands to this day. I don't think it'll ever be broken. I don't know how you do. Played collegiately at Kentucky and Oglethorpe University. Founder and president, this is what you referenced, of the Sports and Entertainment Group Certified Agent for NFLPA and FIBA as well. And as a member of the Warren County Hall of Distinguished Alumni, now a member of the Warren East Hall of Fame, Mr. Jeff Whitney. We're still not done. You hear all this stuff and you think, man, you know, we've, we've got to be done now. We've got another individual in Luther Gibbs, lettered in three sports at Warren East High School, was a member of the district runner-up and region championship team in 1979. 
in baseball, was a member of the 1979 District and Region Championship team in 79. In basketball, was a four-year letterman in football, 264 career tackles, ranks in the top ten in solo and total tackles for his career at Warren East High School, was all South Central Kentucky team junior and senior seasons, all state in 1980, a high school All-American in 1980, played college football at Moorhead State and WKU, seven-year linebacker coach at Camden County High School. Mr. Luther Gibbs can also now add Warren East Athletics Hall of Famer to that. And now a team inducted the 1999 to 2002 cross-country teams. Get this, four straight region titles, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, four of nine straight region titles across that span for Warren East. State runners-up in 2001, state champions in 1999, 2000, 2002, the 96 to 98 Kentucky Wildcats basketball team can't even touch these guys. State championship team members include Luke Robinson, Brandon Borders, Kurt Nickerson, Corey Green, Paul Eisenberg, Andy Hughes, Derek Bowers, Brian Gifford, Cameron Johnson, Travis Cohn, Clayton Shuffett, Patrick Smith, and Brent Stubblefield. Coaches Rob Bowers, Lenora Eisenberg, Adam Cross, Luke Robinson, the 1999 to 2002 Warren East High School Boys Cross country teams those are your new warren e high school athletics hall of fame congratulations the 2020 congratulations my en- goodness what en- a class enjoy enjoy and i'm gonna go ahead and shoot my shot here's uh, probably the coolest take that i'll ever make i'll say cool because it's not a hot one it can't be disputed it's not cold because it's gonna happen the girl that just sat to my right, Lucy Patterson. We'll see oh. her name in there sooner oh. rather than and later. She keeps up what she's doing. She keeps up on, I'm sure, grades. We're going to see her play some basketball on television. Once more, let's wrap this girls' game up. A great win for the Lady Raiders here tonight. They do pick it up over the Cumberland County Lady Panthers. And with that, let's transition over to the boys' side. It's time for your pregame show. Once again, brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. You're now listening to Warren East Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School as we get your pregame show underway brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. I can't help but be pleased by how perfectly we've timed this. Not only did we sync it up with the ceremony perfectly, now exactly 15 minutes for the boys' pregame show, just as we had with the girls. I tell you, I'm killing my job here tonight, and hopefully the Raiders can get it done just as we have against Cumberland County in the nightcap of this boy-girl doubleheader here tonight. Raiders 2-14 on the season, now 0-4 out of the 14th district. Cumberland County 4-14 overall, 0-2 in 16th district play as the Raiders look to cap off what has already been a great Hall of Famers night. You heard all the new inductees into the Warren East Athletics Hall of Fame. Tonight, Warren East faces a team responsible for half of their wins on the season. This is the Cumberland County team that we saw back on January 6th and got a 73-69 to win. It's a tough, well, hard-fought game, and these are two teams that are very even, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons this year. They are the bottom two teams in the fourth region by RPI. Cumberland County, 0.37021. Warren East, 
0-2-5. That's just how close these two teams are. And if you look at the state rankings, they are right beside each other. Unfortunately, out of 270 teams, now keep in mind, the RPI does not mean anything Correct. at the basketball level. Obviously means Correct. a lot now for football. But out of 270 teams in the state of Kentucky, Warren East, 243, Cumberland County, 244 by the RPI. And the biggest difference there is the strength of schedule that Warren East has had to go through. Their last five games have been against top 10 area teams in the BG Preps rankings. The latest being that loss to Bowling Green in a game that Warren East held their own in the first half like we've seen them do time after time. But the Purples then exploded for a 29-point third quarter and ran away with their 13th straight win. Meanwhile, Cumberland County just 1-5 in the new year. But all five losses have been by single digits. So it's almost been the complete opposite. Warren East having to face these, face these juggernauts hanging around, then getting blown out at the end. Cumberland County facing teams perhaps more similar to their level and hanging around, not being able to pull out the wins late. Regardless, we've already seen these two teams play, so we know pretty much what we're going to get. It's going to be a battle. The, the one thing that I can add, and, and me and you have covered every single boys game, I do believe anyways, but I think we should make our tickets about – 25% less and just skip the third quarter. Perhaps, yes. First, second, and fourth quarter. Because the third quarter, for whatever reason, has not been their, I mean, it's been their albatross. Yes. Um, so, but tonight, like, you know, it hurts me to say that half of their wins is from Cumberland because they only played them one time. Right. So if you do the math, it's not fun. Um, but anyways, still, you play basketball, you prepare for next year, you prepare for the Greenwood game. Um, and, again, you know, Coach Combs, I, 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 I just can imagine when he goes home at night the 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 mental part of his right. game, you know, because no matter what, you've got two wins. Right. No matter what, you've got two wins. And so tonight you've, you've prepared, you've played this team again, again you, the RPIs and, you know, 244, 243, still got to play basketball. You've got a couple great shooters. You've got post inside. You've got a starting lineup, which I think is beginning to work for you. Third quarter, I just want to see some, some stability in the third quarter. Today's, this game may be a great game for some third quarter stability. Yes. This may be great. It may be great. Well, if we go back to the last time these two teams faced off, as I mentioned, one of just two wins on the season. For Warren East up at Cumberland County was an absolute battle, was a, a free throw fest. 57 free throws taken combined in that. Wow. So, uh, was not the cleanest game we've ever gotten to watch, but it was at the end of the day a win for Warren East, and a win is a win is a win. In that ball game, Warren East was able to win the third quarter 22 17. We've talked about the third quarter issues all season long for Warren East. The first matchup between these two teams. They won it. It was by a thin right. margin, but they did indeed win the third quarter, and there's something to be said for that because that something is be said for that. the swing quarter. Now, I'll ask you this because you have been around this game, and you know just oh, as well as anyone years. else, how much does that first game actually matter? Um, well, in a normal setting, this is what should happen, uh, especially now today in, in today's basketball. You should have about three months of conditioning, about three months of uh, planning and preparing. And so when you get into the first week or two of games, it should be just trying to find your starting lineup, who's good uh, at this position, that position. But we just have not seen that consistency 
Um, right. So that first game, it it could be a game with just blinders. So I'm, I'm not going to say tonight we're going to get this W, this is going to be a bounce-back game, because you really don't know. You really right. don't know. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Um, this Cumberland team knows exactly what this Warren East team is all about, and I guarantee you they expect to come out here with a W. So In that first matchup, uh, as I mentioned, 57 free throws taken, and I got to talk to Coach Combs about this earlier. Got to sit down and have a long conversation with Coach Combs. He was sitting over here on the bench, so I went up to him, and I sat down right beside him. I said, Coach, how you doing? We haven't talked in a while. Right. We sat down, and we talked for about 10 minutes about the season, and everything has gone down, and we reflected on the last game between these two teams, and the chief observation was it was the best free-throw shooting performance by far this season for Warren East, and right. it happened to come on the road. The Raiders shot 20 for 25 from the free-throw line, Cumberland County 21 for 32, and the Raiders shot it well from everywhere. They shot 47% from the field. They were 5 for 11 from three. Most importantly, Ryan Carter went off 19 points, yep. 14 rebounds, and up to last night, it was also the best performance we'd seen from Braden Wardlow, who had nine points in that game. But then last night, only six points, but was perhaps the best player on the floor against Bowling Green. He was our player of the game. And once again last night, we saw a dis disturbing dis trend continue. Ryan Carter and Kayla Matlock both failed to reach double figures. Just the third time this season it's happened, but the second straight game now that's happened. And here's the stat once again. When those two score in double figures, it's a tough team to beat. But they've only done it in the same game three times, and all of those came within the first five games of the season. They've each scored in double figures eight times apiece, but tonight feels like a better night than any to sync that up. And not just on the offensive end has things been shaky. Defense has been a problem as well. East has given up 70-plus in every sure. game since that Cumberland County win. And they're only averaging 43 points per game. So if you want to do the math on that, obviously the plus or minus not great. But tonight a better night than any to remedy that. Now they've played some juggernaut teams, obviously. That is true. Uh, they've played some teams that probably could have scored well above 70s, 80s, 90s yes. maybe. Yes, um, yes, yes. But running clocks and so forth so on. But, you know, I think the deep at this point in, in – at this point right now, as as January is almost gone, um, you can't reinvent the wheel. You right. just got to patch up what you know. Um, and so you know that your defense is going to give up 70 points. You've got to score more baskets. Um, I'm not sure if your defense can get you down to 60s, but you've got to put up more than 43 points. Right. And if your shooting is atrocious, then you we talked about it yesterday, run the basketball which would in term used to post. Uh, it's a football term. It's a great term. I love using it. And so, you, you, obviously, you've got size advantage over Cumberland. You need to prepare for Greenwood. You need yes. to prepare for Greenwood. You need to guard that perimeter, eat up the clock. We need a 58-52 game. That's what you need. You don't need 70s and 50s. You need something low scoring. You need probably about 20 seconds for uh, all half-court offense, but I don't think you can reinvent a wheel now because it's too late in the game. We've got about six minutes up on the scoreboard, so we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take a closer look at this Cumberland County team. we got the scouting report up close the first time these two teams faced off. We'll see if anything's changed since that 
point. This is your Rafferty's of Bowling Green pregame show on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warney's High School, rolling on with your Rafferty's of Bowling Green pregame show. Tyler Eaton, Dustin Walker with you back in the studio doing a fantastic job. One Will David sitting in for Casey Warren back as our producer, getting you set for the nightcap of tonight's boy-girl doubleheader between Warney's and Cumberland County. The boys match up on the way. Caleb Matlock still rocking the number three as we see the team come out of the tunnel and get set to go, warming up one last time, about three minutes to do so before we get to the starting lineups brought to you by Sailors Golf Cart. So it's the Cumberland County team that, as I mentioned, they've dropped a lot of close games as of late of their 14 losses. The last six have all been by single figures, each of them uh, by an average three and a half, which certainly makes you think it's just a team of bad luck. And when you dig into it, it feels like that even more, uh, despite the fact that they're 10 games under 500, which normally with that you'd probably think, an average margin probably of negative 10, negative 12, somewhere in there. Just a minus four average margin wow. on the season. They've wow. been able to keep things interesting, thanks in large part to an offense averaging nearly 63 points per game, which is not bad at all. Led by senior Dawson Smith. He came off the bench in the first matchup between these two teams. I remember. Will come off the bench again here tonight, and he's averaging 18 points, five rebounds per game, and doing so shooting 46% from the field. 37% from three and 62% from the charity stripe. He had 16 in the first matchup between these two teams. Another game that the Panthers really let slip away from their grasp is a team that shoots 55% from the free throw line as a team, really their only knock offensively. But they shot 10% above that and still left 11 points at the line. They were able to get there 32 times, only knocked down 21. And ultimately in a single-digit game, that's what cost him because East won the battle at the free throw line. And, and that was what a great night. What a great night for, for Warren East basketball. But you just said it. A senior coming off the bench, eight, 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously by design. That's some type of – that's obviously by design because that normally don't happen like that. Right. So and – and it could be, again, the coach is the coach. Maybe him starting doesn't produce what he needs. Um, and so – uh, I, I've seen that happen before. I really have seen that happen before where the maybe the second leading scorer or leading scorer has come off the bench by design mm-hmm. and trying to catch an uh, advantage for sure. But uh, with 50 seconds to go, we're going to have a great game. We're going to – this is going to be the third quarter – Elixir. How's that sound? There we go. Warnings Elixir. Has 11 straight wins in this series. The last Cumberland County win was back in 2011. Brandon Combs in this series overall is 9-2. and two. He's been on both sides. He's 7-0 and oh at Warren East against Cumberland County from 2014 to now. He was 2-2 two and two at Cumberland County when facing Warren East from 2006 to 2010 in his time there with the Panthers. So certainly familiar with both sides as I was able to watch him catch up with some of the uh, fans and uh, administration from Cumberland County before this matchup, looking to get another win over his former squad here tonight. Your starting lineups tonight and all season long are brought to you by Sailors Golf Carts. Your cart not starting up. Get to Smith's Grove and see Sailors Golf Carts. Also see our new carts and multi-seat carts at Sailors Golf Carts. Taking a look at the starting five. First for Cumberland County, coached by Curtis Claywell. 4-14 and overall on the season and 
we do have another presentation. This time, I will say, it does not appear as though we've got a Kentucky colonel. So we, we don't have anything, uh, anything that big. But still, we, we've got, I believe, a KHSAA Hall of Fame entry taking place. My goodness. The Warnies tonight. How about this? Back-to-back nights. In the We've last seen 48 hours. so much recognition for Warren East and the characters, the leaders that they have put out. How about that? Um, you you know, heard it from the PA. It, you just, you're proud to be in this presence. Yes. This don't happen every day. And, and there is a lot of schools that never see this. A lot of schools. Right. The KHSAA. Hall of Fame. Wow. How about that? It just it puts me in awe as to, as to how much we get to witness here in terms of recognition. And it really puts a lot into perspective. We're in the middle of a 2-14 and 14 season. You're like, man, you know, down in the dumps. But then you got stuff like this. And it keeps happening and happening and happening. Just reminds you what we have here at Warnings. And, and, and also, you know, for the current players, yes. what, what about motivation? Right. You know, they get to see last night, tonight, motivation. And, uh, and again, I talked to some of the players uh, today about not every school gets to have this. And so, yes. amen. Daryl Carrier, Hall of Famer, as you hear the round of applause. Wow, wow. We might be the only people in the building not standing up. I've got chills once again. It's like the fourth time now something has happened here at Warren East that's given me chills. Um, what am I supposed to do? Magical I promise season. you it's not from the cold because it's packed in here. Magi- and I, oh, before we get into the starting lineups, let me say this. I am so, so, so happy behind me to my right to see Charles Lewis back in the house. I am so happy to is, see one it, Charles Lewis. Is, is it possible he's the nicest man you've ever met? It, is it, it possible? Might very well be. I don't want to buff his ego too much. I mean, it's possible. I don't want to buff him too much as he's trying to direct our attention away. I've already – I've given him too much praise yesterday well there's a charles lewis plaque somewhere and or statue i'll tell you that <laughs> because that man is fantastic let's take a look now at your starting lineups cumberland county starters as i said before we got to the presentation four and 14 oh and two in the district is now you begin to hear charles lewis's name being referenced as his father did pass away earlier this week and i referenced this I believe it was the last broadcast. It may have been before, but we lost him peacefully, and Charles seemed content. And if Charles is content, then I am content. But once again, I say um, be sending your thoughts and prayers Absolutely. to Charles Lewis in this time. If there's anybody that, de- that deserves to have the warmness of a community surrounding him, that's Charles Lewis because he's been a big part of that. And a moment of silence is going to take place, and we will participate that Just as well. What about respect? Yes. What about respect? And I tell you, if there's one person what about that respect? deserves it, there are many within this community that do. I don't want to put Charles what about respect? on a platform of wow. his own. But wow. He is. He is in a platform of his own. There is only one Charles Lewis, and I'm glad that we could take that moment to honor him and his late father 
and I do wish Charles the best in the coming days. I'm just I'm so glad to see him back here because it feels different when he's not here. It, 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 I agree. There is a face when you when you turn into Warnies. You expect that face. Yes. You expect that face. When you don't see that face, you scratch your head. Maybe I'm at the wrong school. Yeah, and Coach Neville walks by to greet Charles Lewis as well. What a gesture. Let's win this one wow. for the Lewis family. I've said it three times, but now we'll actually dig in. The Cumberland County starters, Ty C., Will Staley, Hunter Purdue, Briley Sewell, and Deacon Duval. I think I spent more time introducing the fact that they are Cumberland County than I did running through the starters, but some things. Just a bit more important. Taking a look at the starting five. Four Warrenies, 2-14 overall in the year 0-4. Coming out of the 14th district. In the backcourt, Sam Wheeler, Caleb Matlock, and Jordan Jones. One change to the starting lineup. Isaiah Andrews into the starting five at power forward. Shifting Ryan Carter back to that center spot. And I was talking to Coach Cones before the game. He said, look, early on we're going to try to use Isaiah and his link to put a little pressure on Cumberland County, try to speed them up, try to take advantage of it in transition. Before we get underway here, what would you say are a couple of keys tonight for Warnies? What are you looking to see from the Raiders? What you did in the first game, double that. Um, I, you know, 2-14? and 14? Yes. I don't even want to say that no more. <laughs> but, you know, you have nothing to lose. Right now you are preparing for Greenwood. Yes. Um, I say keep the ball pressure on. Um, I still want I – still, I, I don't know about the 2-3 defense. I really don't know about that. I still like the 1-3-1 they ran. I think that was a better defense, the 1-3-1. Um, I like the ball pressure up front, and I definitely like the height advantage down low. I think we're going to see a bit of that 1-3-1 here tonight as we get set for your opening tip-off brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three. Count them one, two, three locations to serve you. Ryan Carter wins it. We're underway. Rorney's going left to right in the white base uniforms, blue lettering, gold surrounding with the gold stripes around, the bold blue stripes down the left and right sides as well. Right off the bat, Jordan Jones buries one from the left corner. A Kim Drive three-pointer from Jordan Jones. Call Kim Drive, Warren County, 270-842-9802 for all your carpet cleaning needs. And I think he said that's for you, Mr. Lewis. There we go. Ty C up top. 30 seconds in, Warney leads three to nothing. On the elbow, Purdue has it, kicked out to C. Thought about a jumper. Now kicks it out left side, Will Staley. They reset back up top with C. Nothing going right now, and it's a man-to-man -man look out of the gates from Warren East. Haven't seen too much of that this year. I, I don't like the guards at the top with man-to-man. -to -man. Ball goes left side, Staley. Thought about a jumper, holds on to it, and dumps it off to Purdue left elbow. Now right side, C. Left foot on the right side of that Warren East logo. Kicks it right corner, a minute gone. Cumberland County just holding the ball here. But side, Sewell has it. Cumberland County's not making them work. They're so not. Easy, easy, easy defense. Driving in now is Purdue trying to dump it off down low, and it was intercepted. Sam Wheeler comes up with it for Warren East. Sam into the front court. Left side, Matlock fakes the pass. Now back to Sam. Back to Caleb. Left corner, triple. Buckets. And that's for you, Mr. Lewis. Again, six to nothing. The Raiders lead it. Minute and a half gone in this one. Already two three-pointers. C sends it right side. Now a three-pointer on the other side falls. Will Staley buries it. And that cuts the lead in half. Six to three, six fifteen left here in the first quarter. A trapping two-two-one for Cumberland. Jones, right corner, dribbled like he was going to take a three. Now holds on to it and able to give it off Dang. to Matlock on the baseline. Can't keep the ball. You got to move the ball. Wheeler up top. Left side, Andrews. Can we get another triple? 
Yes, we can. A Kim Dry three uh -oh. for Isaiah Andrews. Uh-oh. This uh -oh. looking like the 2018-19 Raiders that let it fly and then let it fly some more. Andrews tips the pass. Matlock charges in. Was able to deflect it to Wheeler. Up to Matlock. Lays it in, and it's 11-3. And as you said, at that one, top of that, now they're going to one 2 2 yes, press. Yes, switching it early. Pass. Left side, Sewell. Gives it up to C at the top. He walked. They didn't call uh, it. Now able to dump it off on the right block and finishing is Purdue to stop the momentum for now. 11-5, 5-24. Wheeler. Trap 2-2-1. Two, two, Dribbles into the front two, sends it left side to Matlock. Jones by himself right corner. This time opts to drive. Pulls up from 16 and left it short. Probably should have just taken the three. Either took the three or passed down mm -hmm. low. Mr. Jones. And you hear it from the bench. Don't hesitate on that first look. As Cumberland County has it back. See, sends it over on the right side to Staley. And he dribbles into the front court. Lost it off his own foot. Picks it up near midcourt. Was able to avoid an over and back. Now it ends up on the right baseline. With Duvall. He kicks it out. See, tries a long right wing jumper left short. Rebound tip. And it is off of Duvall on the baseline. Back to Warren East. 448 left first quarter. Raiders lead it 11 to 5. Still a 2-2-1 look from Cumberland County. Matlock cross-court to Jones on the right wing. Up top, Wheeler. Out to Matlock. Fakes a three. Steps in, holding it left elbow. Kicks it out to Wheeler left side. Sam driving baseline. Out to Jones. He drives. Jordan, pocket pass down low to Andrews. Great ball movement. Perfect. And it's dropped in by Perfect. Andrews. Keep moving the ball. That 2-2-1 trap. If you keep the ball still, you will turn that ball over. Best start perhaps we've seen all season for Warren East. It's 13-5, nearly halfway through this first quarter. C has it far side, picked up by Jordan Jones. East now settles into that half-court man-to-man. C looking to drive. Throws up a runner from 14, no good. Jones comes down with a rebound. Tries to pass it to Sam, deflected by C, and it will stay with Warren East. Exactly four minutes left. In the first quarter, and how about this? An entirely new five coming in for Cumberland County. Coach Claywell looking to send a message. But an entirely new five with that 18-point yes. man. That is Dawson Smith joined by Cameron Owsley. Landon Basham into the ball game. He's got numbers good enough to be a starter as well. Cameron Patterson out there. Grant Thrasher on the floor. Pass down low, collected by Jones. Sends it out to Carter for a mid-range jumper. Missed short. And it's rebounded down low by Big Cameron Patterson. So Thrasher, Smith, Patterson. Believe Owsley's out there. He is. And Landon Basham. Smith working up top. Drives. Hop step. Kicks it outside. Patterson. He sends it over right side to Thrasher. His drive on the right baseline. Cut off. And has to dump it off on the wing to Basham. He drives. Down low Owsley. Spins through two defenders. And finishes through a third to cut it to 13-7. to seven. Owsley, beautiful spin move inside against the bigger players. Andrews, left wing, Matlock, triple, missed long. Carter fighting for the rebound, goes to the floor, and it's collected by Thrasher. Otherwise, probably would have been two for Ryan Carter. Absolutely. Thrasher up top. He thought about a three, now hands it off on the left wing to Dawson Smith. Three minutes left, first quarter. East has slowed down a bit, now 13-7. to seven. Different platoon, different procedures. Mm -hmm. Hook shot on the way and falls off. It looked like it was going to fall for Basham. And Warren East has it back. Wheeler dumps it off Andrews. Runner left short. Rebound being tipped around. Carter comes up with it. Pump fakes it a fender into the air and then throws it up and in. 
Offensive rebound, much needed. Carter's first points of the night, 15-7, is the Warren East lead. On the other end, a layup does fall. And slashing through and finishing is Dawson Smith, his first bucket. Almost too easy for Dawson Smith. Makes it 15-9. Wheeler pulls up deep, left wing, got it. It is a three show. Four threes in the first quarter for Warren East, and it's 18-9. The Raiders lead. Left side, Thrasher sends it cross court. Now it ends up on the baseline with Basham. Runs through a defender and a charge drawn by Caleb Matlock. 18-9, 201 to go, and East has something brewing. They do indeed. 18 first quarter points and still two minutes to add on to that total. Matlock passes it into the front court to Jones right side. Move the ball. Jordan Move the ball. Up to Matlock as Caleb now drives. Throws up a runner, and it's blocked away by Basham. And the Panthers have it back. Smith brings it across. Outside, Thrasher back to Smith. He fakes. Driving right now, pulls it out at the top of the key. Guarded by Sam Wheeler. 135 left in the quarter, 18-9, Warning Sleeves. Left corner, Thrasher. Looks to get it to Smith. Now instead, it ends up up top with the big fella, Patterson. Right side, Smith. Driving baseline. Runs through Jones, and this time, what's the call? They're going to call it a charge. Oh, that's a charge. One official asked the other. Ooh. And they call this time the charge on Dawson Smith. We don't normally get that. No, we don't. I believe it was Matlock there to draw it again. So Warnies has it back. 120 left. Numbers off the inbound. Wheeler steps back. Tried to throw it over to Ryan Carter. Also had Jordan Jones open, but it was deflected out of bounds. And here's something we haven't seen all season, partner. The same five has been on the court, court this entire quarter. That's exactly what we were talking about in the last 15 games. Mm-hmm. You have to have stability. Matlock throws it into Jones. Jordan tries to swing it to Wheeler. It's deflected, intercepted by Smith. Two on one. Thrasher oh, back to Smith and finishes. Good little two-man game there, and it's 18-11. Minute left in the quarter. Andrews, right wing, drives. Outside to Carter. Now they reset up top with Sam Wheeler. Over to Isaiah, left side, left all alone. Missed it long. And Basham comes down with a rebound. Tom Smith, 45 seconds left in the quarter. 18-11 is the Warney lead. Now Smith dribbles off of Isaiah's foot. Smith chases it down, dives for it, and collects it in the backcourt. And now a timeout called by Cumberland County and head coach Curtis Claywell. 39 seconds left, first quarter, 18-11 is the Warren East lead. So, a team that scores 40 points a game. We have 18 and almost maybe 20 before the first quarter's done. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, as you mentioned earlier, the defenses Warren East has played over the last few games has been certainly a step up, but 43 points per game since the last time these two teams faced off five games. They've played all of them against the best that this area has to offer. Warren Central, Barron County, Greenwood, Logan County, and Bowling Green. Five teams in the top ten, four of the five in the top five. And here we are, a battle-tested Warren East team leads it 18-11 as we come out of the timeout. You're not going to win a lot of games by scoring ten points a quarter. Correct. Smith sends it right side, Thrasher. Now they work it down low. Shot blocked by Uh, Andrews, but they call uh, a foul, and it'll be free throws for Basham. I'm not sure what else you could do to defend that. That looked like a beautiful pin the ball against the back screen. Um, 
And it looked pretty clean for nice. Isaiah, and of course he's got the length to do so. But That's okay. It will be a pair of free throws at the first one. Off the heel, no good for Basham. And uh, he was pretty active at the line, to say the least, in the first matchup between these two teams. You can look at the scorebook. He was 8 for 14 at the stripe in that matchup. Finishes both of the, or misses both of these free throws, excuse me, to still 18 11. 25 seconds left in the first quarter. Matlock, left corner, cross court Jones, right side. He tries a triple, and it goes it. off the side of the yep. backboard. Was hardly deflected by Basham, but got enough of it to throw it off completely. Down low, Basham, layup through contact through Devon Williams is no good, but he draws a foul, and it'll be two more free throws. And for Basham. And we've seen that a lot. Um, the bigs of Warren East not, not initiating the contact but getting the fouls. Correct. It'll be two free throws again for Basham. Just missed a pair. As first of these Too two, strong. no good as well. Good foul. It is indeed. Good foul. Basham has taken all the free throws in this ball game. We'll have all four for Cumberland County East yet to make a trip to the line. Second one, no good as well, but the offensive rebound collected. Put back, missed by Patterson. Had a bunny from the right side and just left it short. But it is tipped out of bounds to stay with Cumberland County. Fortunate break that time for East. I was hoping to see 20 points in this first quarter. I don't think we're going to see it. 6.2 seconds left. We'll see what happens. Oh, Inbound uh, pass to Basham. Shot maybe. blocked as Matlock blocks it. Chase it down. Calum pulls up with a second left oh. and hits it at the horn. So there's your 20. There's my 20. 20-11. Warren East leads it after one. Caleb Matlock, seven points here in the first quarter to lead the Raiders. What a first frame. And we've still got three more left to go. You're listening to Warren East Basketball Coverage presented to you by JLM Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School as we get set for the second quarter. That first frame was brought to you by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics. Celebrating 10 years of serving South Central Kentucky. 2011 is the Warren East lead. Caleb Matlock leading the way with seven. Knocked down a jumper at the buzzer to get Warren East. 220, Isaiah Andrews with five. Sam Wheeler, Jordan Jones each with three. Ryan Carter with two. On the other side, Dawson Smith leading Cumberland County with four. Will Staley with 300. Purdue and Cameron Owsley each with two. Ty C has it left side right now for the Panthers. They start out the quarter with possession, trailing it by nine. Thrasher, right side, and gives it up top to Owsley. He drives, kicks it out left side. Jumper on the way from C, no good. Rebound by Smith, trying to put it back in, but lost it, and now tries to pull it back on the wing. Smith, double teamed at the elbow. Outside, C. Thrasher wanted it on the wing, but C he holds did. on to it. Now he gives it up to Thrasher. Might have had a look from three there. Again, that 1-2-2 two, two calls it off top of Hevick. Thrasher, down low. Owsley spins through, out to Smith. Tries a left corner three. Long. Tatum Simmons pulls down the board. Joined by Devon Williams, Isaiah Andrews, Matlock, and Jordan Jones. Caleb called for it. Left corner, triple. Thought it was in, but he missed it just long. Caleb thought that one was pure. He thought that he had that one. C brings it down, spins through, Ooh. runs into Devon Williams, and they're going to get him for a foul because Devon brought the arms down there. If he would have gone straight up, probably wouldn't have been anything. And so 20 to 11, 658, two, fall, two fouls on Devon. It will be a pair of free throws for Ty C. The free throw attempts have been dominated by Cumberland County. Fortunately, the makes are exactly the same. Cumberland 
0 for 5 now at the strike tonight. A team that struggles on the season made 21 of 32 the first time these two teams met. They've drawn three Warnies fouls. All have been shooting fouls. So far yet to capitalize. And now they finally do so as the second one falls for C. First points of the quarter. 20 to 12. Warnies leads. Carter, right wing, gives it up to Andrews, top of the key. Isaiah steps in, 18-footer, short, and gets his own rebound at the right elbow. Left side, Yoakum. Bo fakes a pass to Simmons in the corner, tries to dump it off to Carter, and Ryan draws a foul as reaching around him was Owsley to try and poke that pass away. And again, just the motion of the offense causing, causing the defense to work. If anything else, get the defense tired. This will come back to get you. Make it three fouls on each team now in the first half as Carter gets the inbound up top. Driving, right block, hook shot, good over Owsley. And I am sure that is a shot that he has perfected. That is all Ryan Carter. And it's now 22-12, to 10-point lead for Warren East. Minute and a half gone here in the quarter. Smith, right side, double crossover dribble. Drives, shoots one over Carter, no good. Tried to chase it. Rebound tipped. Owsley comes up with it. He draws a foul on Yoakum. Couldn't get the layup to fall. But it'll be two more free throws now for Cumberland County. If Cumberland can hit the free throws, they'd be in doing pretty good shape right about they now. They are just one for six but at the, the strike. And their second chances, they're getting those offensive rebounds. And that time was able to catch Bo Yoakum just being a bit too aggressive down low. That football mentality came out almost a tackle. And Halsey misses the first of these two free throws. But we've talked about that. We've talked about Bo. When, you, when Bo comes in, you know what's going to happen. Yes. He brings an intensity and a physicality that you love to have. Absolutely. You'll take a few fouls with it as Caleb Matlock gets set to check back in for Warren East. And Basham will come in for Cumberland County as the free throw does fall for Owsley. He's now got three. Lead is nine. 22-13. As Basham comes in, Owsley checks out. Jordan Jones out for Warren East as Matlock comes into the ballgame. Yoakum inbounding, gets it into Isaiah Andrews. Up to Simmons. Raiders have numbers. Three on one. Tatum down low. Ryan on the bounce pass. Carter finishes. And that's what happens when you break the press. 24-13. left, second quarter. Ty C up top. Sends it over right side to Staley. Tries to pass it up to Basham. Picked off by Carter. Ryan to the rim. Fouled hard by Basham. Couldn't finish as they both collide with the padding on the wall. And good sportsmanship that time by Deacon Duvall, who goes up to help both and his teammate and Carter up. Well, that could have been a really bad foul, but he did exact. He just made sure the ball did not go up. Carter will have two free throws because of it. He's got six points here tonight, one off Caleb Matlock for the team and game high of seven. As his first free throw off the heel, but gets the bounce and falls. Cameron Patterson checks in. And because of that foul, Landon Basham with two will check out. He was more than effective. I mentioned all the free throws had 14 points in total in the first matchup between these two teams. As the second free throw, good for Carter. So now he's got that game high to himself at eight. He's got all six for Warren East here in the quarter. And it's 26 to 13. He's doubling up Cumberland County. And still putting pressure on with that 2-1, 2-2, 2-2-1. Two, See, two, works up a double screen, goes all the way to the rim, nearly had it ripped away, now dumps it up, up top to Patterson. He passes to Staley, driving kick back to C, and they'll have to reset everything once more at midcourt. Good defense and good rotations that time from the Raiders. 
See right side trying to drive past Simmons and then had a shot blocked oh. by Carter. And they get a foul down low. It's on Bo Yoakum who slid in and tried to draw a charge. Okay. okay. Carter <laughs> spiked right. that one through the court almost. But it will be two more free throws and starting to feel eerily similar. And so what we saw in the first matchup between these two teams, five fouls on Warren East. All have been two-shot shooting fouls as the first free throw misses for Ty C. They've had nine free throw attempts now. They've made two. Just two. We'll take that. Oh, most certainly. With no disrespect, we'll take that. Warren East, meanwhile, two for two at the line. As now he can make it three for ten. C is two for four. And the lead is 12, 26-14. Two and a half minutes gone, second quarter. Wheeler up top left wing. Jokum slashes across the paint. Couple off-ball screens for Satan Simmons. Now they flare out and set a couple for Matlock. He gets it on the wing, now gives it back to Sam. Wheeler driving. Long hop step and has his shot denied that time by Will Staley. And Will Staley, what sportsmanship. I just blocked that drive, and I'm going to give you a high five, man. <laughs> it will be Matlock to inbound. As he gives it to Simmons' right corner. We've got to figure these two teams know each other pretty well with the coaching connection from Coach Combs, of course. Absolutely. All in good fun. Wheeler left wing. We tick under five minutes left before halftime. Gives it to Matlock right side. Now it's to Carter. He jabs, drives, kicks it out to Bo Yoakum. Triple from the right wing. Short. Ryan oh. runs in, chases down the rebound. And Warren East has another possession. Wheeler up top. Out of Simmons' left wing. Matlock gets it to the elbow. Lost it off his hand, but almost passed it. Straight to Sam Wheeler. Now back to Caleb. He takes a right wing three and buries it right in the eye of Hunter Purdue. 29-14 for 28. Caleb into double figures for the ninth time this year with 10. Could we Ryan have Carter looking for his ninth trip as well. He's got eight. Can we have 40 at halftime? On pace. Down low. Purdue couldn't get a wild shot to go. Force that one perhaps trying to get back it. Caleb for the three-pointer. Now Warren East has it back off the rebound, up by 15. Jordan Jones getting set to check in. Wheeler, free throw line to Matlock, poked away by Purdue. And it's intercepted by Cumberland County. See on the other side, runner, no good. Yoakum trying to draw the charge, good no call that time. As Carter comes up with a rebound, and they're going to say that he was fouled by C. And 15 foul. It is. 3.49 left in this second quarter. He still leads 29-14 as Jones comes in. Yoakum goes out. Bo has come in, did his damage. Time to go out. Yes. Get, put more armor plating on. Wheeler, Matlock, Simmons, Jones, and Carter on the floor. Yelling. Sam sends it right side. Carter. As it goes up top to Caleb Matlock. Matlock pulls again in the face of Purdue. This one misses off the left side of the rim. And it's collected by Smith for Cumberland County. Allison Smith, four points tonight. Tries to make it six, but can't. And a charge drawn underneath as well. Ooh. Once again, Kayla Matlock there making a play. And that's the second foul on Dawson Smith. 325 to go, 29 to 14. So Def Cumberland County has more fouls. It's very confusing. They've got six fouls. East has five, but Cumberland ten free throws. East two. <laughs> Something doesn't add up there. Shooting fouls. <laughs> Shooting fouls. Wow. Matlock, left wing. Holds it above his head. Fakes a couple of passes. Now gives it up to Sam right side. Wheeler gives it to Carter. Top of the key, Ryan. As it poked away by Smith. Looked like there may have been some contact, but ripped away and a steal for Cumberland County. 
Left side, Staley. Dribbles all the way to the right side. Now holds it up at midcourt under three minutes left in the quarter. Cumberland definitely has a post presence if they want to use it. Pass down low to Purdue. Poked away by Matlock. He's able to chase it down. Now it goes up to Smith. Left elbow jumper. Rattles out. No good. And rebounded by Jordan Jones. He gives it to Sam. Wheeler into the front court. Left side, Matlock. Now down low to Ryan Carter. Looking to go to work. Fakes. Jumper, no, but he's fouled. So now Ryan Carter a chance to get into double figures at the free throw line as Isaiah Andrews gets set to check in for Warren East. 29 to 14, the lead now. I would like to see 40. First free throw rattles off for Carter. As Andrews does come in, it'll be Tatum Simmons checking out. Ryan about to attempt the fourth free throw tonight for Warren East. He's had all four. And he's now made three of four. Nice. Nine points now for Ryan Carter. 19 between him and Caleb Matlock. Looking to finally sync up in double figures together. Far side, Dawson Smith gives it up in the right corner. Eli Morgan getting his first minutes of the night. Gives it up to Dawson Smith up top. 2.18 left in the quarter. East up by 16. Right side. Driving, now pulling it back is Staley. Nice. He tries a jumper and makes it in. So they get 30-16. to 16. Warren East still leads by 14. Two minutes left here in the quarter. The scoring is slowed down for Warren East. They've only scored 10, but they've held Cumberland County to just five. The other end pass intercepted by Purdue. Gives the Panthers a chance to lead a bit more. Got to chip away as much as they can before halftime. Meanwhile, Warren East trying to cushion it a bit more before we head into the break. Left side, Staley gives it up to Smith up top. Smith holds it in his left hand. Hesitation dribble now drives. Kicks it outside. Running around is Morgan. He tries an elbow jumper and drops it in. Back-to-back possessions with points as Cumberland County makes it 30-18. to 18. Jones, right wing, drives. Wild runner off the heel, no good. Why would you take that shot? Not the shot East was looking for. And here comes Smith for Cumberland County. Kicks it out right side. Staley, triple, rattled off, no good. Morgan gets the rebound, goes up through everyone and draws the foul. So Eli Morgan, perhaps the answer for Cumberland County. Just making his ninth appearance of the season. And he's given some good minutes. And taking a shot like that, I'm just not sure about that. Mm -hmm. Wow. First free throw, no good for Eli Morgan. Make it now three for 11 at the stripe for Cumberland County as Smith and Patterson come out. Owsley and Thrasher come back in. 105 left in the quarter. And the second free throw missed as well. So still 30 to 18. They are 3 for 12 at the charity strike. 12. Up top, Andrews drives through a defender, yeah. and they're going to call a charge. And there to draw it was Eli Morgan. And you're beginning to see a little bit of, hey, we could score. Uh, no, you still use your offense. Still use your offense, guys. Now, I will say in that case, I like the drive from Isaiah. He's got the obvious mismatch. Right. But just kind of barreled over instead of right. facing up and then looking to make a move. Using fundamentals. Right. Thrasher, left side, driving, tries to dump it off down low on the bounce pass. Somehow was able to fit it through, but the shot was blocked. Sam Wheeler and Ryan Carter there. Offensive rebound as Staley now puts up a jumper. It's good, and it's down to a 10-point ball game. 
30 to 20. Canmore East weather the storm. Matlock on the baseline. Floater, no good. And they're going to call a foul on the floor. Blocking foul called. Won't be free throws. Actually, it will. It will be one and one. And and coach tried to call slow down, slow down, slow down, because you definitely wanted the last shot. Because this momentumeter is beginning to swing just a little bit. Front end for Caleb on the way. No good left short. And it's rebounded by Cumberland County. They've got a chance to bring this game within single digits before the half. Massive momentum. Daly up top. Sends it right side Morgan. Driving on Wheeler. Gives it up at the elbow. Driving in and finishing is Purdue. And it's an eight-point game. 30-22. to Under 10 seconds left in the first half. Wheeler, five seconds, gets a screen. Sam, outside Jones, two seconds. Would it? No, off the left side. And a late run from Cumberland County trims the lead down to eight. 30-22. to Warren East leads it, but an 8-0 run to end that first half suddenly gives us a ball game at the break. When we come back, your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School as we've got a jump rope show taking place during the break. Your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Our halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green where great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. 30-22 to 22 is the Warren East lead at the break. But Cumberland County goes on an 8-0 run to end the first half to cut the lead down to 8. It was 30-14 to 14 before that point. Looked like Warren East was working on running away with this one. Not so fast, my friend, as we've got a game on our hands. That second quarter was brought to you by Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating, and Cooling. Turn to the experts at Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating, and Cooling, serving Bowling Green and surrounding counties for 25 years. Your comfort is our concern. Call 270-782-5391. I tell you, this jump rope show we've got is pretty darn cool. We could have almost had this instead of any of the games, and I would have showed up and called. Bristow Bouncers. Yes. I've seen them a few times now. And they're always really good. There's a reason they keep getting asked to do stuff. And I'm assuming third grade? It's, it varies. I don't know. There's an expanded age range. You think they'd let us in? You think we're past the max or what? Well, well maybe you. It, well, one <laughs> jump, maybe one jump rope, I'm okay. I'm not good with two jump ropes. Well, I mean, hey, that's why you learn. I mean, look at her on the, on the little bouncy ball. Jumping with the jump rope, she's crossing it and everything. I, I seen. Jean- I can hardly jump rope just on the ground. I mean, that's like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, Look at this. It's quite the show. Everybody's throwing the jump rope everywhere, and in that second quarter, both teams had issues throwing the basketball in the hoop. Just 21 points scored combined in that second quarter after Warnies came out scored 20. In the opening frame, knocked down four three-pointers in the first quarter alone. They do hit one more triple in the second quarter. But in that second quarter, just ten points, all ten coming between Ryan Carter and Caleb Matlock. Matlock leading the way for Warren East right now with ten, his ninth double-digit performance of the season. Carter right on the cusp of achieving that ninth double-digit performance as well. He's got nine, Isaiah Andrews with five, Jordan Jones and Sam Wheeler each with three. No bench points tonight for Warren East, and perhaps they need some of these jump ropers to come off the bench and bring some energy. I'm thinking about it because that's (laughs) fantastic. But let's talk about that. You scored 
20 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You scored 10 in the second quarter. Why? You were up 26 to 14. I'm not sure if they felt like maybe they hit enough shots where I'm going to keep shooting, I'm going to keep shooting. Uh, when the shots stop falling, that's when you go back to your offense. Right. Um, there, there, there is a old wives' tale when you talk about people, if you hit the first two shots and miss your next three shots, don't worry about the next two shots you're going to hit because it's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm, 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 I'm fearful. I'm fearful. Go back to what you were doing. Go back to what you were doing. Now, I do like keeping the same lineup. I do like that. And barely, what, maybe two off the bench? Seven? That's uh, certain players rotate. Had a lot of Bo Yoakum a lot more than we've been okay. used to seeing. Devon Williams got some minutes off the bench. Good. Tatum Simmons as well. Really, those three in. So an so, eight-man rotation tonight. So come out in the third quarter. If you don't watch this, this Cumberland team is not here to lose. No. They're not. And you got Owsley. You've got Smith coming off the bench with 18 points. And they even have a post presence. Um, Patterson, right? Yes. And so if you don't watch it, this can be negative. Smith just four points here tonight, the leading scorer on the season for Cumberland County, averaging 18 a night. A couple other guys with four points. Excuse me, just one more guy, a couple guys with four. Hunter Purdue joining Dawson Smith in that club. Leading scorer in the first half for Cumberland County, Will Staley. He had seven in those first eight minutes. And all season long, it's mostly been Dawson Smith leading them the way leading the way for them. Staley just five points per game even on the year. And it's one of those games where if you're Cumberland County, if you're Warnings, either side, going to need some performers to step out outside of your main guys. For Warnings, it's been the main guys, Ryan Carter and Caleb Matlock. For Cumberland County, a bit more spread out. I mentioned Staley with the seven, Smith and Purdue with four, two points apiece for Ty C and Eli Morgan, and then Cameron Owsley, he had three, and that rounds it out for Cumberland County. Got about a minute left here in our halftime show what? brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green as the jump rope show will continue to go on. Before we go to the second half, what are some of your keys in this second frame for Warren East if they want to close this one out, pick up their third one of the year, 67% of them coming over Cumberland County? Use your offense. Use your passes. Keep Whatever your defense is doing, the defense is actually one of the better ones I've seen uh, of 16 games. The one thing, do not shoot yourself out. You remember the crazy shot by Jordan Jones? Yes. Uh, the rush shot by Caleb. Don't shoot yourself out of a win. Do not shoot yourself out of a win. You've got the pieces that you need to finish this game. And they have frozen the clock at three. But regardless, we got we got to pay it. we got to pay the bill somehow. You so we're going to send it back to the studio for a commercial break. When we come back at some point, there will be second half action. But right now we've got jump roping action. If that's still going on, we'll just broadcast that instead because, let's be honest, this is pretty darn entertaining. This has been your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warren East High School as we get set for second half action brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three. Count them one, two, three locations to serve you your scores we get set for this second half Warnie's leading it over cumberland county 30 to 22 looking to follow up a big win from the lady raiders earlier on tonight for a hall of famer night sweep here at Warnie's high school this third quarter is brought to you by kite home center louisville road in bowling green kentucky everything 
under one roof. So we mentioned it briefly before we took a break there to end the halftime show as we were watching the conclusion of what turned out to be the jump rope show. It actually ended shortly after we went off the air. It was absolutely a brilliant performance. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And all that was done without an adult or parent or coach on the court. They, they had one person squatted over on the far side. Right. And, that was, and they were just doing hand motions. Right. Like that. But, that? Um, I mean, I, I, they got their own equipment. They did their own jumping. They did their own routines. They got their own equipment. Again, Bristow bouncers. Yeah. Bristow bouncers. I love it. I love it. 30 to 22 year score here as we get set for the second half. Key numbers. Cumberland County just 3 for 12 from the free throw line overall, but they end the first half on an 8-0 run. They come in to this third quarter on that 8-0 run. Hopefully Warren East can end it pretty quickly as it will be the starting five on the floor. Sam Wheeler, Jordan Jones, Caleb Matlock, Isaiah Andrews, and Ryan Carter starting for Warren East. We'll see if the starting five is the same for Cumberland County. It can differ a bit, especially with Smith coming off the bench and everything he does in his sixth-man role. We'll see exactly who they throw out with their first five. Eight seconds on the clock and ticking until they have to send five out there to get this second half underway. And it does differ from the starting five almost completely, as it is Grant Thrasher, who came off the bench to start the game, Dawson Smith, who came off the bench to start the game, Landon Basham, who came off the bench to start the game, Cameron Owsley, who came off the bench to start the game, the lone starter in the game, Ty Say. That's it. How about that? So, Four pinch players starting the second half. And you got to figure that's a design. routine thing. Yes, yes that's by And design. I believe we saw something like that the first time these two teams faced off. I know for sure Smith started the second half as Wheeler starts the second half spinning, nearly fell down, did fall down, nearly lost the ball, but was able to kick it out to Ryan Carter. And the Raiders still hold possession. Matlock left side to Wheeler. And he tries oh. a three and drops it home. He said, my spot's still good. A Kim Drive three-pointer for Sam Wheeler. Call Kim Drive Warren County 270-842-9802 for all your carpet cleaning needs. Make it 33-22. That 8-0 run snapped quickly. Only took 30 seconds here into the second half. Pass left side to Thrasher. Almost goes off his face and picked off. Then Wheeler throws it away as Smith able to pick it off and give Cumberland County a fresh possession. Left side Owsley. Now to Thrasher on the wing. Down low, Owsley looking to work on Andrews. Gets two defenders in the way, but Andrews sends that one out of bounds on the baseline regardless. I was worried because he swatted down. I figured that whistle would come out, but no. All ball that time for Isaiah. It is still Cumberland County ball. Inbound pass. Comes in Basham, and he goes up on the left block. Fouled. That's going to be on Ryan. or No. They get Sam for that foul. This is first, first team foul of the half, and we'll see what Basham can do at the line. Scoreless in that first half. 0 for 4 at the charity stripe. Now 0 for 5. 3 for 13 as a team. Wow. 55% free throw shooting as a team. So I know what Cumberland will be doing tomorrow or 21 Monday. for 32 the first time these two teams faced off as the second one is good for Basham. He's now 1 for 6. Only a 32% free throw shooter on the year. Matlock looking to answer. Layup through contact. No good. Carter couldn't bring down the rebound. And Cumberland County has it. Perfect outlet pass up to Thrasher, but he couldn't lay it in. And the Raiders get it off the missed shot. Looked like an easy lay-in for Thrasher. Just had a bit too much momentum underneath. Matlock fakes a deep right wing three. Driving. 
forces one up, falls off the rim, tipped out by Thrasher, and it will not, stay with Warren East. And you do not want to put up shots like that when you're trying to win this ballgame. 33-23 as Jones will inbound on the baseline. Jordan out to Matlock, left elbow. Caleb spins there off Say, left-handed scoop, left short, and you could tell by the look on his face he knew he should have dropped that one in, but fortunately Say falls down and a travel called keeps it with Warren East. 33-23, 6.26 to go. Jones to inbound, left corner Sam Wheeler, and Sam will bring it out up top to set up the half-court offense. It's a screen from Matlock, right wing, Andrews. Nice no-look pass to Caleb Matlock. Oh. Found him wide open. A little dime drop and delight from Isaiah Andrews. Makes it 35-23. Who needs eyes when you're Isaiah Andrews? Again, all that's caused by the motion. Pass down low and a nice reverse finish from Landon Basham. He's got three points here in the second half, and it's 35-25. Deficit down to 10 again. Jones, numbers for East, three on two, and Jordan fakes the pass but spends it too hard off the glass, perhaps doing a bit too much there, and Cumberland has it back. Dawson Smith on the other end drops a floater home, and it's an eight-point game. Dawson Smith's here to do some damage. He's got six, 35-27. Eight-point lead is what it was at halftime. Sam Wheeler misses the floater long. Carter, though, gets the rebound, fakes a couple of passes out to Isaiah. Triple, top of the key, off the heel, and rebound goes out off of Dawson Smith to stay with East as Tatum Simmons will check in. And Sam Wheeler will come out for Warren East. Matt Locke inbounding on the baseline. Gets it into Jones' left corner. Jordan spins off and holds it out on the left wing and dumps it off to Tatum Smith. Tatum gets the call from Coach Combs and holds it at midcourt. 5.13 left in the quarter. 35-27 East leads. Pass down low to Matlock. Caleb back out Ryan Carter. Fakes a three. Driving. Goes up with the hook and oh. gets the roll. Ryan in the double figures. His ninth time with 10 plus this season. He's got 11. And the lead's back up at 10. 37-27. Three minutes gone. Third quarter. Right side say. Now passes it up top. Staley. Left side it goes to Smith. Three-pointer no good. And rebounded by Carter. Perhaps a heat check that time from Dawson Smith. Simmons, left side. Jones, driving baseline. Throws up a high floater, and it goes off the side of the backboard. I think Jordan wanted a foul, but it goes out of bounds to Cumberland County. And Jordan took the baseline on the left side, tried to finish on the right hand. That's mm. tough shot to finish. Owsley and Basham come out. As Purdue comes in, Deacon Duval into the ball game as well. And it's still a 10-point lead for Warren East. Right side, Say has it. Guarded by Jones. Gets a screen from Purdue that put Jordan on the floor, but then threw it away, driving, and tried to dump it off on the block. So, or no, they're going to say, oh, no, is Warren East ball or is it? They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Everybody ran away, then ran back, and now Jordan Jones will inbound it. There we go. Ah. And then Carter, who got the inbound, immediately threw it away, trying to get it back to Jordan. And Ty Say was fouled on the way up. Which right now is a good plan, 3 for 13. Uh, might as well foul him. Uh, they are 4 for 14. 4 for 14. Uh, Say will have two. He has been one of the better free throw shooters tonight at 50%. Two for four in that first half. First of these two is good. 
So they're now two for three in the second half, perhaps liking that right rim a bit better. Warren East, meanwhile, was three for five in the first half from the stripe. Have yet to attempt a free throw here in the second. Oyokum into the ball game. Jordan Jones will get a rest. Second free throw off the there heel. No go. good for Say. Couldn't get the spin. 37-28. 4-10 left in the ball game. Matlock sends it right side. Tatum Simmons. Now left wing. Yoakum into the corner. It goes to Matlock. Caleb driving on Say. Kicks it out to Ryan Carter in the corner. Ryan fakes. Baby hook. Rattles around and mm. falls off. And it's rebounded. And a foul going to be called. It's collecting it down low. It was Duval and he was fouled by Matlock. 37-28-352. Thus far out-rebounded by six in this quarter. 37-28. Smith spins off, driving through three defenders, left it short, but got his own rebound and dropped it in. He's got eight. Four here in the third quarter. 37-30. Slowly Cumberland County trimming into that lead. Tatum Smith gets the pass from Matlock into the front court. Now back to Caleb. Hesitates. Drive. Free throw line. Jumper. That's, gets the bounce and falls. That's the shot that you want. And just like that, a timeout called by Coach Combs. 39-30. 3.23 left here in the third quarter. 30-second timeout is brought to you by Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill. Home of the Big Green Egg Fireplaces and Custom Outdoor Kitchens. Just across the bridge on Old Louisville Road. Call 270-435-1131 or visit bgfireplace.com. 39-30, good timeout. Again, I'm a big fan of those momentum timeouts. I, again, all the good coaches I, normally do that. Mm. But you also want to rely. This Smith kid. He's, he's starting to ball a bit. He's uh, start. need to pay more attention to Smith, definitely. He's got four points here in the third quarter. Only had four total in the first half. But certainly starting to feel himself. And to be expected, averaging... 18 points a night, trending towards that here tonight if he can continue to do what he's done here in the second half. And he's the one with the ball coming out of the timeout for Cumberland County, sends it right side to Say. Say gives it back to Smith, right corner, wanted it right back, but I don't think he saw him. Now it goes to Smith. He tries the right corner three and buries it. 39-33. Six points. Three minutes left. In the third quarter, Devon Williams gets the inbound. Devon, left side, Matlock, left alone, triple, got it. Caleb Matlock has seven here in the third quarter, 17 on the night. 42-33, 2.45 left in the third quarter. Ty Say left side. Say gives it to Smith, who drives, tried to finish through Devon Williams, couldn't put it in, but a foul call down low, and I believe... They're going to get this one on Yoakum. They do. And it'll be two free throws down there for Deacon Duvall, who then came up with it and tried his home putback attempt. So he'll have two free throws. First of two, no good. Doesn't matter who they send to the line. They are now 5 for 17 at the free throw line. And the difference wow. in the game is nine. Wow. Second one does go. Deacon Duval gets his first point, and it's 42-34. 2.30 left in the third quarter. Simmons up top. 
Tatum holds it the midcourt logo. Couple of between the legs, dribbles, lost it for a moment. Now kicks it to Matlock, left wing. Caleb with seven points, seven of the 12 for Warnies here in the third quarter. Yoakum, Euro step through two defenders and then gets the teardrop to go. Just as he drew that up, get the game back to 10 points. Bo's first bucket and the first bench points of the night for Warren East. Makes it 44-34. Right side left all alone is Staley. His three is strong and rebounded by Isaiah Andrews for Warren East. And you hear from Coach Combs saying slow down as Bo Yoakum is the one to do it in the right corner. Yes. And back out to Simmons who swings it to Matlock left side. Gets a screen from Devon Williams. Now gives it up to Bo. Thought about a long right wing three. Instead gives it up to Andrews. Left side Matlock. Caleb guarded by Say. Gets a screen from Williams. Steps into a 16-foot jumper and buries it from just beyond the free throw line. Caleb's got 19. 46-34. Minute and a half left in the third quarter. Say, right side, gives it up in the corner to Smith. Driving baseline. Tough oh, layup wow. through contact is good. <laughs> He's got nine of his own in the quarter, 13 on the night, and that cuts it to 10 again. 46-36, 110 left in the third now. Matlock, left wing to Yoakum in the corner. Yoakum drives and swings it to Say- Simmons, right wing. Tatum holding it there under a minute now left in the quarter. Isaiah Andrews, left wing three off the heel, no. And rebounded underneath by Dawson Smith. He's doing everything for Cumberland County right now. Smith hesitates, drives, left-handed scoop, no. Tried to spin it a bit too much. And East has it back off the Bo Yoakum rebound. Here come the Raiders. Andrews, baseline, drops it in from the right block. And you talk about needing a... We have not seen East hit buckets when they need them as much as they have tonight. 48 to 36, under 30 seconds left. Here in the third quarter, a winning third quarter, 18-14. East has outscored Cumberland County here in the swing period. Under 20 seconds left now. Up top, they reset with Staley. Staley, right side to Smith. They work it down low. Shovel pass to Say. Dropped it for a moment. Now recovers it. And the shot is blocked by Isaiah Andrews. Another block for Isaiah. Couldn't save it, though, as he dove and tried to keep it in on the baseline. And it is out of bounds to Cumberland County. Isaiah upset about something. Discussing it with the official. Probably saying it was not out of bounds. I saved it before it went over the line. Perhaps not. And that's the call. 6.2 seconds left in the quarter. Inbound pass. Comes in down low. Tough hook shot on the way from Basham. Falling away is good. As the inbound pass comes in. No time to put up a shot. Through three. 48 to 38. You wanted to see. East leads it. You wanted to see a little more of that. Third quarter action just like that. We got it finally. There we go. One frame left. East leads it by 10. You're listening to Warney's basketball coverage presented to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Warney's High School, 48 to 38 is your score as we enter the fourth quarter of action. Brought to you by Southern States of Bowling Green Co-op, your propane dealer. Caleb Matlock took over in that third quarter for Warren East. Nine in the period. He's up to 19 now on the night. Ryan Carter also entered into double figures. He's got 11 on the other side. It was all Dawson Smith for Cumberland County. He had nine as well in the frame, up to 13 overall on the night. As Cumberland County has it first to start the quarter. Ball poked out of bounds on the baseline. We'll keep it with the Panthers. Inbound pass comes in down low to Basham. 
Went up for a shot, had it blocked again. And it goes out of bounds once more on the baseline to stay with the Panthers. And again, pin that ball between each other. Mm -hmm. Good They're going to inbound it again. This time it comes in left wing. Staley, he drives, pulls up from 15, oh. and nailed it. Staley has a pretty shot. He does indeed. Makes it 48-40. Andrews on the other end left, wide open for a free run to the basket. And <laughs> finishes with ease. No defense that time. When you break the press, that's what happens. 50-40 to 40 now is the Warren East lead. 7.20 left in the ball game. Nice pass to a cutting Sewell. Shot blocked by Carter, but they're going to call a foul on that one, so it'll be two free throws. But, as we've noted, that's okay. They are 6 for 18 at the free throw line on the night. We're 3 for 6 in that third quarter. So 50%, and it's certainly an improvement from what we saw in the first half. As the first free throw is good for Briley Sewell. Well, set second one on the way off the heel. It is rebounded though by Basham. His try no good, and mm. he'll shoot two free throws. And once again, feeling eerily similar to what we saw the last time these two teams faced off. And I'll ask you, partner, as much as you've been around the game, when you got calls coming in like this, how much does it affect the game? Not just obviously the free throws taking place, but Rhythm. pacing and tempo and everything Rhythm. else as the first free throw misses. Uh, you know, it, it, and, and, and now it's in the minds of Cumberland. We can't hit free throws. Mm -hmm. We can't hit free throws. And so it's almost like a domino effect. Second one misses as well. Long rebounded by Andrews. Now one for four in the quarter from the free throw line already is Cumberland County. Seven for 22 on the night. Andrews kicks it out to Carter left wing. Ryan driving left to right. Couldn't finish on the right block, but he's fouled. And that's there anytime you want it. It is indeed. It'll be two free throws for Ryan Carter, who was three for four from the line in that first half. Warnies, the team, was three for five. Did not attempt a free throw in the third quarter. And they are now one for one in this second half. Again, 7-0-2, plenty of time. Mm -hmm. so the free throw advantage has certainly but, gone Cumberland County's way, but the make advantage has not been much of an advantage. As the second one, though, misses off the heel, and it's rebounded by Cumberland County. 51-41. Far side, Staley has it, now gives it up on the left wing to Sewell. Back up top, they reset it with Staley. He looks to drive past Wheeler, kicks it out left corner. Sewell fakes a three and once again goes to Staley. Just a two-man game right now, failing to get anybody else involved. Now it goes right wing to Eli Morgan, who gave some good minutes in that second quarter and nearly loses it. Sam Wheeler just harassing him. Ends up back up with Staley, who tries a long two and missed it. Rebounded by Ryan Carter. And now Sam Wheeler told immediately to hold up. And he'll do exactly that. 6.15 left. Ten-point lead for East. Jones steps in, and he's going to be called for a walk. Tried to split through the defenders and took an extra step. Feels like Jordan's tried to force it a bit here tonight. And uh, again, two, to, two and fourteen. You'll see that a whole bunch. You can afford to force a little bit, just not too much. 
Staley has it up top, guarded by Sam Wheeler. Gives it up left side, and they work it into the hands of Smith. His first touch in a while. Immediately gives it up to Staley on the baseline. Basham down low. Gives it into wow. the hands of a cutting Sewell who couldn't finish. And Warren East has it back. Wow. And, and just when you possibly could cut into it, besides hitting your free throws. Right. Cumberland County, once again, get, has had plenty of opportunities to have control of this game, leaving them all behind. Wheeler, left wing triple. Off the heel, no good. Tried to chase his own rebound, but Basham comes down with it. <laughs> Yoakum all over him and finally able to give it up to Smith. 51-41. Just three points scored for both teams here in the fourth quarter. We played nearly three minutes. Smith guarded tightly by Wheeler, and they got to call something. They now call a timeout. It's a full. We'll take one with 5-10 left in the ballgame. Go ahead, partner. And you like seeing that because with, with a 10-point lead, you're still all over the ball. You're pressuring the ball, and you have to call a timeout. I love it. 5-10 left. 51-41. East leads it. You're listening to Warren East Basketball Coverage presented to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Five minutes and ten seconds are all that remain between Warren East picking up their third win of the season, second over Cumberland County as they lead the Panthers 51-41 to out of a full timeout by the Panthers and head coach Curtis Claywell. Back underway, Cumberland County does have possession. Left side, Smith isolated oh. on Wheeler oh. and able to finish through contact and a foul. And I'm pretty sure that was their priority out of the break, put the ball in Dawson Smith's hands. Because when they've done that, good things have happened. He's got 15. I was wondering why Dawson was taking a, such a long break now. I know why. Get him energized. And, and if you put him in the right position, especially with the shooting. Mm -hmm. He's got 15 points here tonight. Now make it 16 as the free throw falls. 12 in the second half alone. And the lead's down to 7. 51-44. Ryan Carter bobbles it at half court, able to and collect it. never took it. a step. Yeah, and the Cumberland County contingent wanted to travel, but uh, I, no, he didn't I don't think step. he took a step. As now Isaiah Andrews fouled on the drive on the right. left baseline. And just as we saw in that first half, Cumberland County now in the bonus and only now two team fouls exactly. called on the Panthers. Seven on Warnies, two on Cumberland County. Has not mattered tonight. East just four for seven from the free throw line is off the inbound Matlock. Able to dump it off down low in midair to Andrews, who was then fouled on the way up. And he'll have his first two free throws of the night. Warren East, so far tonight, just four for seven at the free throw line. On the other side, 23 attempts for Cumberland County, but they've only made eight of them. Eight for 23. First free throw is good for Isaiah Andrews. And on the season, they don't, they're, they're halfway decent, right? 55%, certainly well. not great. Not really good as the second free throw misses for Andrews. Warren East hasn't been great from the wow. line either tonight. Just five for nine. With that being said, we've got a ball game. Smith, right side, gets a screen, lost it. Probably should have been a double dribble, but no call. Up top, they give it back to Smith, and they'll let him reset at midcourt. Smith, guarded by Matlock one-on-one. -on -one. Fakes left, now drives to his right on the baseline. Basham, guarded by Carter. Nice bounce pass, but it was dropped on the block. Trying to recover it. Now going up with it. Finally. Wow. <laughs> as you hear the yells from behind with Sewell. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah. took so long to gather it up. I don't think they're going to call a foul at that point. 
No. And he's has it. And, and, and I, I see their point. Oh, wow. And now a uh, really cheap foul called on Hunter Purdue. But we'll seven fouls for the Raiders, four for the Panthers, so yes. you can. And now three in a very quick series on Cumberland County as Purdue checks out. You still got Dawson in. Correct. Dawson Smith is in the ball game, and some more minutes for Eli Morgan making his ninth appearance of the year. Up top, Ryan Carter. Fakes, sends it left side, Jordan Jones. This would be huge. Doesn't fall. Rebound tipped out by Andrews. Everybody fighting for it. Ball still on the floor. Smith comes up with it. And I believe Coach Claywell got a timeout. It's a 30. And that timeout, again, 52-44. This is nothing to sniff about. No. Nothing to sniff about. This timeout is brought to you by Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, home of the Big Green Egg Fireplaces and Custom Outdoor Kitchens just across the bridge on Old Louisville Road. Call 270-435-1131 or visit bgfireplace.com. And I do have good news to report as the WKU basketball team finished off a weekly sweep of Marshall 91-84 to in Diddle Arena. And the Lady Toppers won earlier today over Marshall, so make it 3-0 for WKU over the thundering herd over the past week. Here tonight, Warren East looking to make it 2-0 over Warren East or over Cumberland County uh -huh. tonight. 3-0 on the season over the Panthers and Lady Panthers after the Lady Raiders picked up a big win earlier today. And once again, just like the Lady Raiders, trying to get some momentum before taking on Greenwood on Friday. Right side, Staley has it, drives through, floater left short, and they're going to call a foul on the shot. And here we go. I don't think the fans behind us realize just how many free throws their team has taken. Oh, I'm sure they know. <laughs> I'm sure they know. As the last time these two teams faced off, Cumberland County, 32 free throws as the first free throw does fall for Staley. Once he throws up his second one, they'll have attempted 26 already tonight. We've still got 335 left, and they're in the bonus. And something tells me he's got the second one, too. I believe they'll get closer to 32 than not, as it doesn't matter if he had it. A lane violation yep. called, and I think he caught it out of the corner of his eyes because Staley missed it anyways. Yeah, I, th uh, I think that caught him, and I agree with you. So you they see that hesitation. They only have 25 free throw attempts. I don't know why we're complaining. It's not even 26. Silly me. As we'll take that one out of the scorebook. Andrews coming across. Numbers for Warren East. Isaiah takes it himself and missed it. Went up too strong with the layup. And Cumberland County has it back. Down by seven. 52-45. 315 left in the ballgame. Left side Staley. They work it down low. Bobbled again by Sewell. And cartered over the four and quickly. Coach Combs calls a timeout. We'll take one as well. 52 to 45. Warren East leads it. 3-11 left back and forth, back in and forth. this one. You're listening to Warren East Basketball Coverage presented to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. How much were your heating costs last winter? I'm sure too much. Mike Keith here to tell you how to heat your home for just $600 a year. Trust the experts at Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill to transform your old fireplace into a stunning source of heat with brand names such as Yodel, Fireplace Extraordinaire, Avalon, and Lopi, the Cadillac of fireplaces. Lopi's Cape Cod is the world's cleanest burning wood stove with unbelievable hybrid fire technology. Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, just off the bridge on Old Louisville Road. Bowling Green Fireplace an impassioned Coach Combs with his players in front of the Warren East bench as his squad tries to close this one out 
2-14 and 14 on the season. One of those two wins coming over Cumberland County. The Panthers 4-14 four and 14 in their own right by RPI. These are the bottom two teams in the fourth region. But you win one tonight. First of all, the RPI doesn't matter to anybody. All that matters is picking up a win. And, and you start preparing. to climb that up a bit. You can make a run towards the end of the season. Matlock has it left wing out of the timeout. Driving. Nice shovel pass to Carter, who gets the roll. It just fell in over the lip of the rim. Unselfish. Ryan's Nine points. got 15 now, and it's 54-45. to 45, Under three minutes left in the ballgame. Right side, Staley. Gets it to Basham. He goes up through three defenders, and a foul instantly called as he went up with a shot. And that might be a makeup call as well. I'm not sure what they're, they're making up for. They've shot well, 25 free throws. Well, the last two that the crowd behind us went nuts under the basket. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Either way, it will be attempts number 26 and 27. Would be 27 and 28 if not for the lane violation. First wow. one no good for Mr. Basham. He was 8 for 14 the first time these two teams faced off. He's and 1 for 9 tonight at the free throw line. And they shot how many the first time? First, our first 32. Game. On pace to make another run at that. Second free throw airballed by Basham, and he'll check out one for ten at the free throw line. That's nearly impossible to shoot 30 free throws in both games. Well, the impossible may very well be possible, looking more like certainty than anything else. Matlock has it at midcourt, and he's fouled there. And they're going to get that one on Staley, his first, only the fifth team foul on Cumberland County. Probably good for them to go ahead and start fouling now in case they reach a late-game fouling situation. Got to start to tally those at some point. I looked up and I thought the same. You might as well go ahead and get one or two. Matlock gets it into Wheeler. Especially if your front man does not have any fouls. Sam brings it into the front court guarded by Say. Sam gets a screen from Carter. Still holding it. Spins off. Picks up his dribble and sends it over to Caleb left wing. 2.30 left in the ball game and now fouled there. There you go. This one will be on Eli Morgan, his first. And 16 foul now, Warren East to the bonus. Raiders have only shot nine free throws. They are five for nine, and a whistle blows, and they got an off-ball foul. So in a matter of about 30 seconds, we've got three fouls called on Cumberland County, and Sam Wheeler will attempt the one-and-one. That may have been intentional. I think that was intentional. That was almost like a heck of a shot. So Sam Wheeler... We'll have one and the bonus. Let's see if they have done their homework, maybe. I don't and know. Sam is shooting just 30 or 38% from the field, excuse me, as I dig in from the fee through a line. It gets better, 50%, which is almost Cumberland County's team average. And Sam does knock down the first. Let's see if that what that is. And I guess coach just looked over at the stat sheet and said, well, whoever's got the lowest free throw percentage on the floor, that's fouled them. First of all, they didn't do it right. And second, it didn't matter because Sam knocked them both down. It's 56-45. Tatum Simmons just 0 for 1 from the free throw line on the year out there as well. Didn't bother to foul him. Left side, Staley. Gives it up into the left corner. Now back to Staley. Guarded by Wheeler. Staley stuck with it. Throws Uh, it into the backcourt. And that's going to be an 0 for and back that gives it back to Warren East. And they were doing so well in turnovers. Jordan Jones will check in. Tatum Simmons checks out, and Coach Combs tells him to take the first seat on the bench. 11 points, 207. If you can use about 30 seconds on this offense, but they're going to foul you, though. 
Matlock gets it into Wheeler. Sam's dro Sam drops it now, collides with Say. Both men go to the floor, and the ball drifts out of Ooh. bounds to Cumberland County on the far side. So instead of using 30 seconds, they use four. And that's exactly uh, Cumberland, if you, if you have a remote shot, this is your basket. Remote Staley shot. Inbounds to Smith. Picked up by Matlock. Under two minutes left now. Smith between the legs. Pulls it back to his left. Step back three. Off the back of the rim. No good. Rebound tip. Still alive as Say tries to save it in off the body of Andrews and does. Out of bounds to stay with Cumberland County. Yeah, Isaiah wasn't a big fan of that. No, I would not be either. That ball hits in the wrong area. That's tough. Smith will inbound. He's got just three points here in the fourth quarter. They've got just seven as a team. Far side, trapped. Now is Staley, and they are going to get a reach-in foul, though. I'm not sure who. Stop the clock. Get a well, but then again, six for 27. Yeah, you're fine with letting him shoot the free throws. Absolutely. Staley will have two, although he hit one. His first one earlier did not get to attempt the second one. Actually, that may be the, the way to head out of this game. Oh, First one is good. Staley's free throw stroke uh, appears to be okay, uh, especially in comparison to what we've seen from the rest of the team here tonight. He was 10 for 12 on the season coming into this ball game, so an efficient free throw shooter. That's his second one off the heel, though no good. Rebounded by Caleb Matlock. Excuse me, Jordan Jones far side. Now dumps it off to Sam Wheeler. 135 left, 56-46 East leads, and now foul called on Say, and it will be one of the bonus for Sam Wheeler once again. Eighth team foul on Cumberland County, third on Say, and it will be one and the bonus for Wheeler. Here comes the first. This one off the heel, no good. Sam fighting for his own rebound, but Morgan comes up with it for Cumberland County. Under a minute and a half left. Smith to the rim, sit into the padding by Sam Wheeler, chased it down and sent it out. How about Sam, five foot nine, playing like six foot nine? Miss a free how throw, get back and deny it on the other end. That is how you win games. Fifty-six to forty-six. They will inbound on the baseline with Smith. Left corner, three-pointer on the way off the inbound, miss long, and a foul called underneath. And I believe these Raiders are starting to feel it. 10 points, 125 to go. So now, unless you're going to stretch this game out, which I know Cumberland will. It's the third foul on Dawson Smith, and it will be one and the bonus still for Caleb Matlock. Next foul will put the Raiders in the double bonus. Caleb, 19 points tonight. Looking for his first points of the fourth quarter, oh. and he's got it. 20 points for Mr. Matlock. What a performance. Much needed. Indeed. Much needed for everyone. Yes. 57-46. Second one misses, but rebounded by Ryan Carter. Out to Wheeler, and he resets up top with Tatum Simmons. No shot clock, boys. Tatum still holding it up top, guarded by Morgan to Ryan Carter. Ryan out to Wheeler, and he's guarded tightly by Say. Sam driving. They're not fouling. Now Say steps I'm up. Looks like sure he was going to foul. Sam goes all the way to the rim. Shot is blocked from behind. Why would you not foul? And 
We're under a minute left, 59.8 seconds left. Cumberland almost content to let East dribble this game out, which without a shot clock and an 11-point lead, you can. Sure, but... Inbound pass stolen away by maybe, Smith. Maybe that's why. He'll go to the rim on the other side and drop it in with the left hand and a timeout called by Coach Claywell. Maybe that's why. Huh. Smith now with 18. He has matched his season average. 57, 48, 54.2 seconds remaining. And a full timeout called by Coach Claywell in Cumberland County. We'll keep it here. This timeout is brought to you by Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, home of the Big Green Egg Fireplaces and custom outdoor kitchens just across the bridge on Old Oval Road. Call 270-435-1131 or visit bgfireplace.com. 57-48, a nine-point lead for Warren East, 54.2 seconds. All that remain in this one as the Raiders look to pick up that evasive third win of the season, and it would be their second win of the year over this Cumberland County squad. One on the road, one here at home and you'll take it anywhere and you'll take it over anybody as the Raiders look to close this one out move to 3 and 14 on the season Cumberland would fall to 4 and 15 Carter Wheeler Andrews Matlock and Jordan Jones the starting five on the floor for the Raiders it is the double bonus from here on out for both sides as Andrews gets it in to Matlock Caleb guarded tightly by Morgan and a foul. But they let nearly 30 seconds tick off, you know, before they actually. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, not sure, sure but, why but, they waited on that last possession so long to foul. But, they, you know, they did get a steal and a quick basket, so. Right now, 51.7 on the clock as Matlock steps to the line for two. Split a pair earlier, knocks down the first of these two. He's now two for four at the line tonight and makes it a 10-point game. Tatum Simmons in, Jordan Jones out. Second from Matlock, off the heel, no, rebound tip, and it is collected by Cumberland County's Purdue. Left side, Say, driving all the way to the rim, dumps it off to Morgan on the right block. Missed it, just rushed that layup, was wide open. And East has it. Wheeler behind the back dribble into the front court. Should be a Guarded from behind by Say, and now they get the foul. Say was doing his best to guard him without fouling. He was. But he let five seconds tick off. Sam Wheeler. I've seen ten points. In, well, mm-hmm. maybe not 34 seconds, but. Sam has eight here tonight. Could get to double figures if he knocks these down. 34.6 seconds frozen on the clock. Sam misses the first. But most importantly, when they first fouled him, went up there and knocked down both of them. And those were the two free throws that gave you the feeling that he's was going to be able to win this ball game. Second for Sam, up and good. Now three for five at the line tonight, and the lead is 11, 59-48. We tick under 30 seconds left. Left side, Say, guarded by Simmons. they got to do something, and they got to do it in a hurry. Say, drives, takes nice. himself to the rim and fouled. So if you're Warren East, the last thing you wanted there. But if, but if you're Say, if you're Smith, still play. 23... I'm not sure what they did for the first 40 or 50 seconds, but. Say is three for six at the free throw line tonight as Tatum Smith comes off. Looks like a left shoulder. Yeah, on the shoulder a bit. The last thing you you won in a game with 23.3 seconds left, we were up by 11 is for an injury to occur. Say 
is able to knock down the first free throw. He's now four for seven at the line. Tonight, a 70% free throw shooter on the season as his second oh. good as well. They get Nine five points. points for say, and it's 59-50. 23 seconds left. Matlock gets the inbound, guarded by Morgan. Uh, probably should have been a foul there on Caleb, an offensive foul. I'm not even Now pulls it out. Chicken wings say they didn't call it. As now, are they going to let this one run out? Matlock holding it right wing. Say guarding him. Looked like at first he was going to try to foul. Caleb jabs right. Five seconds left. Up top, Wheeler. Three, two, and that'll do it. Your final score, 59-50. to 50. Warren East wins it over Cumberland County. We'll take it. Third win of the season for the Raiders. They we'll moved take to 3-14 overall on the year. Cumberland County falls to 4-15. Once again, your final score, Warnings 59, Cumberland County 50. When we return, your post-game show brought to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. here at Warren East High School as we kick off your post-game show. Brought to you by Jay Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete. Your final score here tonight, 59-50. to Warren East wins it over Cumberland County, moving to 3-14 and overall on the season. The Panthers fall to 4-15. and It wasn't pretty, and we knew it wasn't going to be. Nope. But a win nope. is a win, and tonight it is a masterpiece. And I'm going to say this. I like the third quarter. That's what I'm just mm-hmm. going to say. I like the third quarter. Um, East could have found itself in a way different spot if you hit those free throws. Yes. And so, but we'll take it any way we can. Any way we can. Cumberland County goes just 12 for 30 at the free throw line. Between the two matchups, between these two teams, the Panthers attempt 62 free throws. They make just 33. They go 21 for 32 in the first matchup, which makes tonight's 12 for 30 look like chump change, but ultimately not enough as the Raiders able to pull it off thanks in large part to the fact that they were not able to convert those late free throws. Taking a look at the numbers first for Cumberland County. Surprisingly, it's Dawson Smith leading the way with 18, matching his season average. Exactly. Will Staley, he finishes with 11, five points for Ty Sayland and Basham with five points as well. He goes just one for ten at the charity stripe for Cumberland County. Four points for Hunter Purdue. Three for Cameron Owsley. Very quiet in the second half. Didn't score a point. Eli Morgan finishes with two. Deacon Duval and Briley Sewell with one apiece. You'll take the 18 from Smith. Don't love the 11 from Staley, but if you're Warren East, you did a really good job of shutting down everyone else, but Dawson Smith gave him his and made everybody else earn it. They just weren't able to do it. I agree, and again, you know, you take the big, you take the big points uh, from Caleb, and um, you, you mop up that third quarter. I like what we've seen um, moving forward. Amen, amen. Warren East ultimately they go ten for eighteen from the free throw line, so not a sterling performance from them at the stripe as a team. Ultimately, uh, didn't matter. Maybe would have cushioned the lead a bit, but when they needed to knock down the free throws, they did. Especially Sam Wheeler knocking down uh, one and the bonus late. 
in the fourth quarter. He finished with nine, but the story of the night, 21 points coming from Caleb Matlock, including nine in the third quarter that really kept Warnies alive in that third quarter. He, he, he was the team in the third frame, and Warnies has been waiting for that takeover performance. Really haven't sad, had one since Ryan did it in the first game between these two teams. Caleb delivered tonight. Well, how about this? They hit shots when they needed them. Yeah. There were big shots that they needed whenever Cumberland was running with them. Uh, I mean, we look, it was it, it was even 30 to 28 at one point, right? 30 or 30, you know, every point of this game, Cumberland come back to this mm-hmm. single digits even. Yeah. But there was big shots hit when they needed to be. Late in that fourth quarter, they were able to cut it down to seven, and from that point, Warnings pretty much closed it out. Caleb Matlock, as I said, 21 points. Ryan Carter finished with 14. Isaiah Andrews with 10, mentioned the nine, coming from Sam Wheeler. Jordan Jones had three and two points coming from Bo Yoakum in this one. Ultimately, all adding up to 59-250. Warnies wins it over Cumberland County, getting their third win of the year, second over the Panthers. And once again, Cumberland County falls to 4-15 and 15 overall. We'll take one last break. When we come back, we'll pick out your player of Easy. the game, your Oak Tree Player of the Game, presented by Jalen Builders, Kenway Concrete. No spoilers, but it's going to be the guy that dropped 21 here tonight for the Raiders. You're listening to your post-game show, brought to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here one more time at Warren East High School as we wrap up your post-game show, brought to you by JLN Builders and Kenway Concrete. It is time for us to present your Raider of the Game, presented by JLN Builders Kenway Concrete, with the Oak Tree Player of the Game award being nodded to Caleb Matlock. 21 Easy points. choice here tonight. 21 points to lead the Raiders. A breakout performance for Caleb Matlock. Nighttime and double figures on the season. Just the fourth time this year, first time out of the first Absolutely. five games, we get Caleb and Ryan Carter in double figures. What happens? And- A nine-point win. And, you know, much needed for everything that we think about the last win we've had, right? Yes, it was over this Cumberland County team. That's a long time. So, absolutely, 21 points and better shot selections, better overall, a defensive plan. I like it. I like it. Your Oak Tree player of the game is Caleb Matlock here tonight for Warren East. Your Raider player of the game all season long brought to you. My Oak Tree Rewards, where they are more than just sports trophies. Coach Damon Tabor and Tyler Wright can assist you in your search for that perfect accolade. Conveniently located at 318 Morgantown Road or online at www.oaktreeawards.com. So looking ahead, we've referenced this a couple of times throughout the broadcast, both for the Lady Raiders, who picked up a win tonight over Cumberland County, and the Raiders. The biggest game of the season isn't the Super Bowl on Sunday. It's the Super Bowl coming up on Friday Absolutely. at Greenwood. District 14 doubleheader action. We will be at the Swamp as the Lady Raiders and Raiders take on the Gators. 6 o'clock, the first game will be live at 545. The boys game to follow. Two huge games on the girls' side trying to get into that second or third seed so we can avoid Bowling Green in the first round of the district tournament. For the boys, looking to play a Greenwood team that you played even at the half looking to go to Greenwood and pick up that first 14th district win of the season. Before we get to that, final thoughts on tonight. But, um, I mean, that uh, monumental. You needed this momentum. You needed this performance. You needed this structure going forward. 
Um, you need to play a very good game before you get to Greenwood uh, because the next game is Friday. Oh, I thought we had one more before Friday. No, we, we get a break, six-day break that Ooh. you get to go without listening to my voice. How about Ooh. that? I'm sure that makes your day. I love your voice. It's okay. <laughs> and vice versa. But I thought we had one more game before then. But no, 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 no. no. There might be a JV game that you oh, get to go maybe, to. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We're just going to Greenwood. On to Greenwood. We're on to Greenwood, as Bill Melichick would say. I'm not sure I like that then. Why not? Talk to me, partner. Well, I mean, that's going to be five days to think about it, brew about it. Uh, there's always so much practice you could. I thought we had one more game. But with the expertise of Brandon Combs, I like having six days to prepare. I'm, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm well, going to go with that. Regardless of what we like, what we don't like, it'll be six days. We take on Greenwood at the Swamp. Once again, 6 o'clock tip there. Boys games to follow. We'll be live at 545 with the Rafferty's of Bowling Green pregame show here on ESPN Radio 102.7. For my partner, Dustin Walker, back in the studio. Will David, another plug. Be sure to check out his work on Sam 100.7, Wovo 106.3. One of the best DJs I know. I won't say best because Cameron Coates could be listening somewhere and it might upset him if I said very best. But as I said last time, definitely in my top five out of the maybe five or six that I've had the pleasure of meeting in my time here in the Bowling Green Radio business. I'm Tyler Eaton. We'll do it again Friday night from Greenwood. This has been another presentation of Warren East basketball coverage presented to you by JLM Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com You've been listening to Raider Basketball presented by JLM Builders Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Oak Tree Awards, Hardy. Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating, and Cooling, Rafferty, and Southern States of Bowling Green. Join us next time for Raiders Basketball on ESPN Radio 102.7, WWKU Plum Springs Bowling Green, and online at ESPNRadio1027.com.